nobody's gonna do it. We're just gonna sit here. I, I was waiting on one of you guys. Welcome back to Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we can damn sure use that. <laughs> guys? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. you did good, man. It's good. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. I knew if I sat there with awkward silence long enough, somebody would do it. Yep. <laughs> the Buffalo hadn't brought us in in a while. No, man. Jason, I could tell when we got on the call that Jason's on another level tonight. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's been uh-huh. into the Four Roses, huh? Yeah. I think it's actually a TLC tonight. A little, little vodka. Oh, so TLC, you don't want no scrubs? Gotcha. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> that too. Totally. Don't, yeah, don't go chasing waterfall. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Yeah, it's about time we had him back on, though. Yeah, it's been a while. International man of mystery. I hadn't even been anywhere lately. Just been busy. Yeah, he went on vacation. Yep. To uh, yep. Tennessee, and then turned around and went to Kentucky. Yep. <laughs> Hey, off topic, but I've learned a few things about Antarctica, and I know you've been there, so we need to have oh, a no. talk after the show. Uh, oh, hold oh, up. No. We may have a spot for that here. Oh, no. Right down here. Anyway, we'll talk about that he in said, a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> a little teaser there. I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Dude, listen, I made it through like three and a half episodes of those podcasts, Casey, and yeah. They got lots of crazy shit that they go into. That's for sure. All it's right, everybody. Get your foil hats ready. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Matt, did you put the link on there to uh, to Casey's tinfoil hats? Oh, no, I did not. But I will. <laughs> I will. I don't think he sent me a link for it, but I think it was on Amazon. It was on Amazon. Yeah. I will for damn sure find it and put it in the show notes along with all this <laughs> other stuff because I took the time to do it this time with all these links. What can hey, you know what else will happen? Is Wayne Wagner will be the one that shows up with this tinfoil hat just because it was Casey's? It's gonna be I great. I'll I go find it. it. He would comment on it. Is that gonna be uh, this year's Superfly themed tinfoil hats? I mean, if y'all want it to be, I mean, <laughs> I'm probably out, but you know, hey, if you guys are in, that's cool. I got a couple Whatever, shirts. man. I got a shirt you I'm need to wear. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm cool. I just need to get my t shirt. We got that two zip right there. $9.15. That's not even expensive at all. No. Yeah, Look you, at it. It says 80s and 90s rapper hip hop costume hat. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Everybody has it. But uh, yeah, what was I saying? Something. I feel like I would have to have a clock around my neck. Nice. Oh geez. Don't feed the <laughs> don't feed the bears. So I talked to Bill Perry this morning and he literally that was his idea was to make a trophy for Superfly and it was gonna be one of those cheap clocks that you buy from like Walmart and like paint it gold and then make a necklace out of it for like flavor flav style. <laughs> nice. Okay. Right. Dude, I literally just had well, the worst deja vu ever. And Jason can wear it with his t-shirt. Hey, that was it. We actually have two. Wow. No, don't we have two t-shirts Jason for you? <laughs> what? Man, it's been a while since you've been here. Uh, <laughs> we have that other t-shirt, that, uh, the skinny 
you know, the other one it has the stuff on the back of it. Did you ever have that one made up, yeah. Casey? I don't want to blow no, it. No, no, I, I, the other one is made. The other one was merely an idea. Yeah, okay. So we haven't we haven't got to that point. That oh, needs to okay. happen. We need to update the Teespring side. I haven't changed that since three years ago. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So before we get off into tinfoil hat theory, because that's like later on, we're going to go through a couple things, man. I even laid this out in a bulleted list, kind of like we have halfway have a structure. Not that we're going to fall. Yeah, I love how you have one called Segway. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Because <laughs> that's the Segway is where your tinfoil hat thing comes in. And then we're going to Banjo Land. See? All right. right there. So here's where we screwed up. I'm not even looking at that. My phone's in my pocket. I'm sorry. Dude, Matt did a really good job on this. He did. I did. And you're not even, and I, you're not even giving him the common courtesy to even look at it. I work hard here. It. We'll just disconnect him. We'll get wow. his. Oh no, we need him for this other part. Hey, can you call back in about an hour? <laughs> call back for the segue. Fucker, <laughs> fucker's just gonna hang up on me now. Anyway, all right. So yeah, I kind of laid it out. Like anyway, I don't know. I'm sure I'm missing shit in here, but whatever. So, dude, reading through these notes is about as much fun as anything. I really <laughs> wish everybody could see them. What it'll be? This will be the show notes. Kid what? taking a dump, dude. That like, that's one of the notes. Funny. <laughs> that's in my week. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. It's like I'm reading through these notes. I'm like, dude, there's some little gems in here. <laughs> oh <laughs> really, man! I had to put a reminder for me because I'm old and I forget shit. Well, dude, that's... I thought you were supposed to take Alpha Brain. Hey, so I, I took one I, less I did, of but those it's worn today, off by now. and I. I did feel a little bit better today because I only took one. Like one in the afternoon, about two o'clock too. Like right Man, that's lunch. weird. We're, we're talking like about alpha brand and stuff. So I started taking the uh, uh, athletic greens. I've heard about that one too. Uh, I thought yeah, about so, it. It's a little expensive. Yeah, so, dude, it, I I don't know if it's a placebo effect or because I think I, I it should feel better, but I definitely feel better. Now I will say that if you stack that, with a uh with like a muscle milk from those protein drinks or something like that dude it don't take but about an hour and you're gonna have to go take care of some business <laughs> oh yeah yeah it goes right through you dude that ain't about being old that's metamucil <laughs> you're getting this twisted <laughs> yeah no, no i'm not talking about metamucil it's just like it's like you can feel it it starts reacting it's it gets your body in motion yeah now, dude, that AG1 stuff has got me intrigued. I'm definitely interested. I mean, literally everybody on the internet is sponsored by AG1, but I mean, it's not like they that's have the whole target. Right. Me. That's the whole re- right. That's the whole reason I bought it. Because I was <laughs> like, man, if all of these people are like got this, it must be good. Let's let's give it a shot. I mean, and maybe, I've been taking it for about a week, and I notice it. I do notice uh, a difference. I mentioned something about Alpha Brain one day in my Facebook feed. That's all it was was Joe Rogan. Yeah, for yep. weeks I'm like, okay. So I tried it. I like it. I might. It works well. Yep, for me. I might try that next. For me, so yeah. some people it doesn't it doesn't work out. But somebody else was saying that Alpha Brain didn't uh, made him feel sick, you know. But he was doing the greens thing, and and that was working better for him. So I was reading that earlier today. Uh, yeah. Now the Alpha Brain, I took two of them, and I do think it may gave me a little bit of a headache yesterday. But uh, yeah, I got to split them up. I got to do one. 
one in the morning and I'll do one in the afternoon sometimes, but that damn espresso machine I picked up, that's we <laughs> that helps out too. Well, <laughs> I, w- I will say I had a lot more focus. Like I had those meetings last week and I was yep. taking alpha brain and I did have more focus. I, yeah. I could tell the difference for sure. That's what I get too. Like I'll sit down and get work done and I usually struggle with that part. Well, hey, if we talk also, about it for another 20 seconds, we're got a paid sponsorship. Keep it going, fellas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say another thing too is like I wasn't struggling with uh, getting as tired. Yeah. I don't feel like. Yeah. Uh, like in the evenings, like sometimes, especially like in the office or in meetings or whatever, come two o'clock, starting to get kind of like, mm-hmm. man, I could take a nap right now. Whereas like if I'm up and active, I don't ever get that way. Um, uh, but I didn't have that issue. So yeah, I thought see, that was kind of nice too. That's why I split mine up and I take one after lunch too. Cause I couldn't take them both at the same time. I had, I just, I didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'd hit that afternoon slump. And because I just sit here all day, every day at a computer, it helps a lot. So yeah, for sure. Anyway. All right. Well, let's do something. I thought this is a podcast about RC. Yeah. Something. Hell, man, we're focusing. We got to focus. I didn't. I didn't take my afternoon alpha brain. I can't focus, so we're all right. It's all right, Casey's so, fault. Yeah, usually. Sorry, sorry. I'm just sitting here listening to our listenership in the nursing homes go up. Jason's <laughs> over there going, "What the hell happened to this thing?" Oh, uh, so what did you do this week, Clay? Anything in RC? Did you fly at all? It's only a hundred and stupid outside, dude. Yes, this week you're correct. However, last weekend, it was actually really nice here mm-hmm. um, for July to get a high of 88. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, Saturday um, was beautiful. Yeah, Saturday was excellent. High of 88, winds 5 to 10, sometimes even less. And uh, let's see, Saturday, I took my extreme flight laser out, the 104, and that's I put an aura in that and some Potenza servos in it here. I don't know, four or five weeks ago, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Anyhow, I took it out and, uh, I've got several flights on it with this setup. Well, flight number one on Saturday, I did a couple of high speed positive snaps and I broke the rudder horn out of the rudder. Wow. Oh, whoops. Yeah. So, um, as I was exiting the snap, I was like, huh, that don't feel right. And it was crabbing pretty hard to the right. And it took full left rudder input in order to get it to fly kind of straight. I was able to land it, didn't break anything else. So all was good. But that kind of sucked because I was like, well, damn, I was ready to fly this thing about five, six flights. And so packed it up, got the RV870 out, charged batteries up, ended up putting four flights on it and like four or five flights on the f100 and on the avanti which those edfs i'm having a ton of fun with edfs right now um and in fact i went back on sunday and i only flew the avanti and the f100 so nice nice yeah i made it a leaf blower day but uh (laughs) it's gonna be a turbine in your future it yeah that's actually a realistic expectation yeah matt's already got one coming Listen, yeah, I do not. And <laughs> me and Clay are going to join in with that other turbine podcast, guys. Here before too long, if we keep this up, 
Yeah. Dang it. I don't no, know. Dude, Clay went from, yep. from uh, Jet Curious to Jet Furious, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, and uh, I like the sport jets, but I like the scale jets too. I, I'm kind of in a tough spot with this because typically I don't care for scale planes much, but I like the scale jets. I think they're cool. Like Jason's got some really cool stuff and I look online and like, man, that's way cool. Um, like before the show, we were joking about the comp RF 100. If I right. would have won that lottery last week, we would have an entire <laughs> team of Thunderbirds. So <laughs> just saying, um, yeah, it would be the RC or nuts and bolts, RC podcast, Thunderbolt or Thunderbirds demonstration team. So <laughs> I like the shit out of those. But anyway, now the yeah, EDS really you didn't win that lottery cool. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, I'm serious. Like harder. we would totally like, uh, just like call like, xyz company and just order a container right yeah that's funny well cool at least you got to do some flying yeah 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 i got to do lots of flying fix that we've actually got a really active club here lately and it's been awesome yeah no i did not get to fix the laser yet work has been kind of busy this week and uh i debated on just ordering another rudder but they're out of stock. So I'm probably going to repair this one. It's not a hard, difficult repair. My thought process was that if I broke it this time, how easy is it going to be to break my repair? You put enough hustle in there and it won't break in the same place. <laughs> I might have to move my batteries forward a little bit. If I do that, I was going to say, no you might have to add some weight. Hey, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, right. Hey, well, Jay said to put a, uh, was it a, 13 sixteenths or seven eighths or something. There was a specific oh, yeah. socket. The socket put yeah. on the yeah. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh I'll probably get it fixed uh here pretty soon. Cool. Cool. Well, Casey, what have you been doing? Just working? Man, well, oh, last wait. weekend I went yeah. flying kind of like Clay did, man. Yeah. So nice. I didn't I didn't get out there Saturday, but Saturday was a nice day. But I went almost all day Sunday. I'd say from like one or two in the afternoon on. And same thing, club up here is pretty active, man. We had everything from jets to hundred cc, two hundred cc, and me flying electric ponies, you know, well, having a blast. But I, I took heard, out I heard a rumor that Cessna. Saturday you were supposed to be might have been down in Duncan, but you know. Well, so I had a partner in crime on that deal. And I was going to ride with him down there. Uh-huh. Sure. And he said, he said, ah. We so, better call Will. Yeah. Verify this story. He, uh, I, I think, I think what <laughs> happened was, is they got out on that. Uh, what had that happened boat. was. Yeah. What exactly. had happened was they got on, they, they went out and got on that boat and stayed out there a little long. And he was not up to getting up early. Probably. Probably. And really, we're making that drive. Well, ten o'clock. <laughs> right. So, what were you doing? Well, what were you I flying hit. on Sunday? So I was. Uh, so I took out the Netflix Cessna. Yeah, the couch. <laughs> that was Saturday. Yeah, that was Saturday, and it was actually my recliner. So, <laughs> fuck off. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's great. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. 
No, anyway. I took uh, the uh, Ultimax Cessna, and then I got that Fox three meter glider. Dude, yeah. that thing is sweet. Every time I break that out, somebody's like, "Who makes that?" You know, nice. Is that foam that looks way good for foam. Like, yeah, it looks like it flies really good. And I try to hand it to as many people as I can. Yeah, dude, sadly they're pretty cost dude. effective, and I've looked at them more than once. And dude, it's, I mean, it's a heavy it, airplane, but it flies really good for really like it, good. It's super floaty for how heavy it is, for sure. It's super gliders, floaty, and it's and it's locked in, man. Gliders can be heavy. That's not a that's not a right. That's not a downfall. For a glider, yeah. right? Yeah, weight equals speed. <laughs> yeah, that it gets around pretty good. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. I may or may not have hovered it for a few seconds. Not really. They don't, they don't <laughs> quite have enough power, but it'll hang there for a second enough to where it looks like it's not moving. People like, what? <laughs> Funny. Nice. Jason, you been flying anything besides uh, full scale stuff? Uh, still doing that, but uh, man, I haven't flown since I got back home from uh, just over Kentucky, which is uh. It was July. It was. It went through the fifteenth. I remember that because it, yeah, it was my birthday. Yeah, I was gonna say it was middle of the week or middle of July. Yeah, but uh, actually, I haven't flown since I got home. Been working on airplanes. Nice. Yeah, that was coming along on it too. That B fifty two is coming along. I'm actually man. I built two servo wires since we've been on. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so if you hear that noise in the background, that's what it is. Clipping sound. But yeah. um. Yeah, it's it's going really well, and I just got the rest of my wire for the motors, or for the motor, um, elite extensions. So I'll be soldering on those in here, here in just a minute. But yeah, I'm man, I'm doing the wiring in the wings. Basically, that's all I got left. Um, before it'll be pretty much ready for a test flight. I was trying to figure out exactly where, like the 3D printed piece that you sent us a picture of a couple of days ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out where that went. So, wing has two big lightning holes that actually are adjacent to the battery bay in the fuselage. Mm. Well, that component that I sent you a picture of is actually meant to go inside of one of those lightning holes, and it holds the speed controls, four speed controls per wing. Um, 90 degrees out from each other. So if you look at the lightning hole, the speed controls are in line with the lightning hole where the wires go into the battery bay and then they go straight down the wing. Well, mm -hmm. they're 90 degrees out from each other around that lightning hole to give them enough room for some airflow. Right. So they're not sitting right on top of each other. Um, that was the main reason for building it was trying to get some airflow um, to, to have airflow around the speed controls at least a little bit to where they cool off. Uh, I don't expect them to get super hot because they're 80 amp speed controls and I'm only going to be pulling a little over 60 on each one. So I don't expect them to get super hot, but you know, cooling doesn't hurt. Right. Sure. Yeah. I bet they'll need a little bit, but once you got some airflow over it, you gotta be good. Yeah. So with that being said, the way I'm picturing this, the ESC to motor leads are going to be the ex the longest extension? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure which would be the more proper way to do that, like place the ESC closer to the motor 
or closer to the battery. I wasn't sure, or so I don't know if it even mattered. If you, ha- it does matter, and if you have to make a long run, it is always recommended to make the longest run, the run between the speed control and the motor. Okay. You do not want to extend the the motor the the battery to speed control wire too far. It, it's okay to do it a, a little bit, but you don't want to do it too far. It causes uh, what they call cogging. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty big cause of that. Is it a? Do you think it's due to voltage drop between the battery and the ESC? I think so. Uh, yeah, it's a, a fluctuation of power to the ESC due to voltage drop. Through so the you, wires. Get, you get some ripple effect through it, if I remember right. Exactly. That's the way it was explained to me is it? yeah, it's a it's a ripple. The voltage fluctuating in the ESC can't really take that. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't respond well to it. Yeah. Interesting. They, they, they call it kind of a ripple effect. Yeah. But yes. In my mind, uh, I'm trying to equate that to... Uh, with rectifiers, we deal with uh, what they call DC ripple, okay. uh, but it's yep. because we're converting AC to DC yep. using gotcha. uh, a diode. Gotcha. And so if you've ever seen an oscilloscope, you know how you've got the sine wave yep. uh, going from positive, negative, essentially, or yep. it's the way you think of it. It's, it's not really how it is, but uh, you're inverting that sine wave. Yep. And so instead of having a straight line of voltage, you have this, this uh, ripple effect. That's- True ripple, yeah. Yes, That's a true, true, def- ripple. True, true definition of ripple. Yeah, correct. It's it's a an AC current is being converted to DC, yep. and so you're getting a 120 hertz DC ripple effectively. Yeah, you can see um, that in some of the logging on some ESCs. But yeah, well, I just never heard of a battery producing ripple. That's where it's like that's kind of interesting. Well, I just. Well, it's it's not really the battery. It's, the speed control is causing it. Yeah. But the batteries, it's the battery's ability not to. What do you call it? Uh, to uh, alternate between the two loads. If the if the speed control load changes rapidly, if it's too far away from the battery, the wires induce that ripple because they can't change back and forth on the, between the load quick enough. Basically, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, and, man. And I don't. I've been I, told I'm wrong, but I thought that the output side of an esc was effectively uh ac current in a, a three-phase ac current system but somebody told me i was wrong on that so what if you were to put like a capacitor on the esc would that help out uh i don't know it's a good question well they had they hadn't a lot of them have big caps in them anyway but yeah i mean you might be able right. to do something Along that line. Well, I remember trying to clean up, you know, it might have been video signal and stuff like that. And then just mm-hmm. have a more positive with like without as much sag, like on these little racing drones and stuff like that. There for a while, it was the trend to put, you know, caps on all your ESC, especially yeah. when you started. So when the technology moved on or wasn't quite there yet, people started running bigger batteries, you know, 6S, you know, 5S, stuff like that. You know, they would put capacitors on all the ESCs and it would, they could run a higher battery without desyncs and having problems and stuff now that was great that was a while back so yeah. it might be a little yeah. dated same type of issue i actually yeah. i actually talked to some people at uh jets over kentucky some um industry uh, I, I would call them industry leaders in this in this field about about this subject and 
they actually mentioned specific models to me that they had to extend wires on. I'm talking, if I told you, you would, you would definitely recognize this, these uh, models. I'll tell you guys later. But anyway, um, and they had to do the same thing. They extended the wires between the speed control and the motor. When they tried to do it the other way around, it didn't work. Well, I, I trust you. And so. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. I trust that you've Object- done the proper research. Yeah. Yeah, if Jason says this will work, it'll work. There's no doubt in my mind. I have no doubt. <laughs> I trust everything he says. Right. I, I do find it very interesting because I personally not ever really encountered needing to extend it much. Um, but right. there's nothing that says that you'll never run into that. So it's good to have that little bit of information logged back. Not a problem. Oh, <laughs> um, cool. cool. Where, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I went to Jets over <laughs> Kentucky. That was awesome. Um, hadn't been flying a whole lot since I got home. But uh, this, I'm hoping to test fly this B-52 and then the next month um, is my plan or my goal, I should say. Nice. Well, let me know. I want to be there. Yeah. Well, some, somebody's got to videotape it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You come up and do it at Lindsay? Yeah, it'll definitely be at, be at Lindsay. That's definitely. what I figured. Yeah, that is the most logical spot in minutes, like 25 minutes from my house. So. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. it is the most logical place to do that, right? <laughs> lots and <laughs> lots of space for rollout, <laughs> right? And I will gladly drive an hour to go hang out. <laughs> no comment. I'm not, I'm not gonna say a word. Oh, um, okay. Hey, you <laughs> test me, I'll be there. Test me. Uh, there, there's there's more technical stuff I can get into that I've done in the last couple of weeks, but we, we can get to that later. Cool. Well, cool. Well, um, actually, since the last show, you finished uh, the vacuum bagging and all of the glassing of the mm-hmm. B-52. I don't think you were on the last show, or I don't think we've had a show, or maybe right. you missed it when you did that last. So that was another big step. Getting we all talk, that fiber glass. We talked oh, yeah. about some of it, but I don't think we ever said that it was completely done. But yeah, the fuse, the wings. Oh. Yeah, fiberglass all. is all done. Um, flight controls are all installed. Servos are all installed for the flight controls. Landing gear, except for the doors, is done. Which I'll probably test flight without the doors, just because you know who cares on a test flight, right? But uh, I mean, it. I can put it together right now, and it looks. Like a B fifty two sitting on the ramp, a, a wooden B fifty two, mind you. But um, so I actually did take it to Jets over Kentucky with me and put it together and got some pictures of it there, sitting next to the Vulcan. So that was really cool. Yeah, that was, that was cool. the first time I'd. Uh, it was the first time I put it together away from home. So it was kind yeah. of an experiment too, just to see how difficult it was to put together. You know, if there was anything I needed to That's modify like, or make a note of. It looked good sitting out there. Uh, Look it, at it. It looked picture. awesome. And looking at pictures from that event, um, I might hit your ride with you next year, bro. That no kidding. Fun. I look good. Absolutely, man. I'm definitely I'm gonna be way out of class, but dude, um, I I'm telling you guys, it's awesome. It the, the event is crazy. There's there's guys from Europe that ship planes over and uh they they fly in and put their planes together and go fly. Yeah. Um there's or somebody drove a one of the uh I can't remember. Was it Aero Panda? One of the uh, sponsors of the event uh, vendor actually drove their vendor truck from Mexico 
up to Kentucky for this event. Nice. Um, it's dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, we can get into the weeds of that one here in a little bit. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> right. uh, before we get off uh, um, another just segue thing related to the B-52, <laughs> uh, since our last show, I was uh, playing around with some composite stuff. And so I, I hit up Jason and he tell me, we tell the listeners about the tip that you told me on the, uh, the gear doors, because I found that fascinating. It was so oh. simple, but so effective. Well, I, I just learned that myself, but uh, I made carbon fiber gear doors, uh, which I made a, a 3D printed a mold for them. And I put the whole mold in the vacuum bag with the you know carbon cloth. It's three layers of carbon cloth, one layer of like two, two ounce carb, uh, regular fiberglass cloth. Um, the interesting part was, though, I made one initially that looked great. But even putting the carbon cloth on a bias every layer it's like a 45 degree bias it was still a little bit flimsy for what i wanted to do being at the landing gear the, the doors will be open you know during takeoff and landing and like in the pattern i thought the doors were a little bit flimsy and it's, it's just because it's such a large part it catches a lot of it'll catch a lot of wind anyway i took it to work which i work in the aviation industry and we happen to have a sheet metal shop that's dedicated to sheet metal structure work well they also do fiberglass work so i went and asked a few of those guys you know what could i do to make this stiffer i didn't really want to add a whole lot of weight and uh, <laughs> one of them looked at me and said just stick some rope in it and i said what so, yeah just a piece of rope you know just quarter inch rope you run it the direction you need strength and just make sure that you get the epoxy soaked into the rope put a layer of carbon over the top of it and you know, put it back in the the uh, uh, vacuum bag like normal. So I went to the Ace Hardware and I bought some twine. It's just I want to say three eighths. I think it's three eighths twine. It's not it's not very big, but uh, it's bigger than quarter inch. Anyway, and yeah, that's all I did, man. You run this twine inside when you when you're laying down your carbon fiber. I put down a layer of glass cloth because it's the outside against the mold. A layer of glass cloth, two layers of the carbon again on a 45 degree bias to each other. Then I put the twine down where I needed the reinforcement and put the final layer of carbon fiber over the top of it, put it in the vacuum bag, left it overnight. Sucker's hard as a rock. It's amazing. The, the twine, it, it's a whole different structure, man. That thing is not going anywhere. So uh, I've I've got all four of them made. That was super easy, and uh, yeah, that was simple things. You know, cheap, easy to do, and who would have thought of it, <laughs> dude? Right. That's not something I would ever think of, but it makes total sense hearing it. You know, yeah. If, if you've got the room for it, because it does, you will still have the impression of the twine in the on the ins. So in this case, it's on the inside of the part. I built it where it'll be the part towards the aircraft when the doors closed. So it doesn't really, you know, it won't show on the exterior of the airplane. But if you have the room for it, it works beautifully. It's it's just like putting a piece of steel in there, man. It doesn't move. I just found it amazing. That's like, that's the most simplest, cheapest thing I could imagine. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say, having seen the doors, yeah, it works very well. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 
So I, I was very happy with that. I'm glad I asked too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Well, cool. It definitely gave me some ideas for yeah. some things, you know, like yeah, at this point, um, I'm not going to say that uh, everybody should bug Jason, but uh, <laughs> he's kind of my go-to guy when I got questions about fiberglass at this point. Um, I will man, say, like, dude, you helped me out so much. Uh, <laughs> by the time I was doing it, after talking with you and Don Hockle, I was like, okay, I think I got this figured out. And then I did it, and it's like, oh, wow, this is way simpler than I thought it was going to be. Which, <laughs> granted, I did a super simple part. Very, very simple part. But uh, it was way more difficult in my mind than it was in reality. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning, but it's fun. And just a little bit I've learned so far goes a long way, just in applicability. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely still learning. I know there's people out there that are way more experienced with composites and just have more knowledge than I do. Yeah. But it is fun. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like I said, seeing those gear doors in person, it's impressive how they came out and how stiff they are, for sure. It definitely uh, added rigidity to them. Yeah, they, so, they won't be moving, cool. that's for sure. All those little tips and tricks that you don't know if you don't ask, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, just ask the right person. Yep, yep. I'm just happy now that like my heli canopy that's got a crack in it, it won't be cracked for much longer. <laughs> right you know it's like dude just simple stuff like that you know or wheel pants getting a little crack in it it's like just lay yeah. a little bit of cloth inside there and come back tomorrow yeah. ready to go yeah um oh, cool yep. uh, what have you now, been doing matt me yep oh dude uh let's see flying wise uh the peregrine and the ultimate those are about the only two things i've been flying um that weekend that it was so nice out uh was the saturday before uh mark moved which i'll get into in a second but i took the peregrine out and it decided to do what it wanted um all of a sudden it uh decided to i did an aileron roll and it didn't want to stop the aileron roll like it just stayed in it the aileron stayed locked uh, I get it out of that, and uh, suddenly I don't have elevator. I don't have control. <laughs> um, got it back for a second, and then all of a sudden it does a snap and was only about eight feet off the ground and uh, got the elevator back long enough to push it a little bit, and it nosed in. So got to do a little bit of repair work on it. Wasn't bad. Uh, took the interplane struts, uh, the blocks they pin into and broke the center section out of them so a little high saw and they were fixed up and then uh broke the, the center uh interplane uh or cabane i guess you'd call it in that that's on the fuse and uh, luckily just some high saw in it got it back in place clamped it it was good to go thought i had a wiring issue uh between the receiver and the ESC, like the uh, wire running to it and powering because my throttle is running through my uh, aura, which was the first time I'd ever done that uh, too. And I probably won't do that again, but 
Uh, it, it was wiggling. It was loose. So I thought that was the cause. I uh, took it out a week after that, uh, this last weekend. And uh, that was not the cause. Uh, throttled up. His first flight went fine. Second flight throttled up. It decided to do whatever it wanted to do. Uh, it gave me aileron control, no elevator, no rudder. Uh, and uh, that one didn't end so well. Uh, it throttled up and ate the ground pretty hard. So uh, it's done. Um, actually, I think uh, Mo was asking me about it last night. So I think I'm going to hand him the airframe. And if he wants to fix it, you know, uh, he's a guy that can. So probably just let it go to him. But uh, I think that uh, particular aura had been in a crash previously. Uh, and for whatever reason, I didn't label it. And it got stuck in that plane, and that was seems to be the source of it. So that receiver and that aura will end up on the bench for testing purposes only from now on. It won't go on another plane unless it's like a flat foamy or something just to play with it and see if uh, we can work out whatever was happening. But uh, but anyway, uh, so that was a couple flights from hell because I don't like it when you can't figure out or you don't know what happened and electrical issues are always hard to chase down. So, yeah. Mm. So that sucked. So lost that last weekend, but uh, like I said, I think it'll go. Uh, Mo had a 60 inch NG airframe that I'm going to pick up from him. Uh, Cause I damaged mine a while back and I've flown the crap out of it. So uh, I'll have a replacement for that. And then I've been eyeballing a turbo Raven. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. But, uh, man, me too. That'll probably be in my future. Uh, just, I just need to talk myself into it before they run out of stock. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, not bad. It's hard to beat that plane. So, uh, having flown marks and having flown clays and other people, it's, uh, that's going to be really hard to, to beat. Um, but anyway, uh, what else is happening? Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was the 18th. Hang on. I'm going to look here real quick. Well, it was the 16th actually. Uh, Mark moved, uh, Nielsen moved up to Minnesota where he's relocating to and, uh, going to work for Delta. So helped him pack up that weekend and, uh, loaded up a, a big, like a 26 foot U-Haul, uh, two, three six by 12 trailers and then a bunch of other stuff so it was a four vehicle convoy up there i had just taken off a little bit of work <laughs> to drive one of the vehicles up uh and then i flew back home but the ride up there was interesting uh, we did a two-day thing because in the u-haul it's like you know 60 65 is about all you're going to do and uh so we kind of took it easy it's 13 and a half hours or something one way if you if you doing 70 75 but uh at that it was closer to 16 at the rate we were going so we did it in two day stop in topeka but uh yeah had some interesting stuff along the way um okc by far had the worst traffic that we went through that day <laughs> but uh <laughs> that sunday it was kind of weird it was a whole lot of traffic for sunday but uh yeah the, the second day we're driving i, I want to say we were on 35 headed up uh that way but uh we're on the interstate and uh uh 
I pass there's like Mark's out in front, we're just letting him lead, and then the rest of us are trailing behind him and past this SUV that's got the hatch opened up on the side of the highway. And there's a dad sitting in the back and his daughter, little girl, sitting in the back. And they're just laughing and talking. And as we get a little bit closer, I'm looking. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was uh sitting on a chemical like a chemical toilet in the back of this SUV, just laughing and giggling and you know, taking a dump. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh man. I called Mark. I'm like, did you just see what I saw? <laughs> like, they couldn't have pulled off at a rest area or somewhere, anywhere, <laughs> taking an exit somewhere. They're sitting on the side of the highway. Just it was it was funny. But anyway. Well, you know, when the mood hits you. I <laughs> hell I guess, man. I you know, by the time I'm able to do something like that, it's because I'm gonna be wearing a diaper and I'm just gonna, you know, poop my pants and be done with it. But That'll probably be the only time I have that uh, luxury of uh, when the mood hits me going instead of holding it a little bit. (laughs) Man, if it's yelling at you, sometimes it's time, dude. I guess, man. It was uh, props to the dad for planning ahead, man. That's all I got to say. Right. Uh, Because I probably, you know, I don't remember having a road trip with my daughter where I did that, but uh, I didn't plan ahead (laughs) like that. So, but. Anyway, yeah, man, it was hard. We get up Minnesota, it's hard to come back because it was uh, unseasonably cool up there the whole week. Like the high was like 73. I call, <laughs> Clay calls me at one point and he's like, dude, it's 107 degrees and I'm pulling into Fort Worth. And I'm like, well, that's cool. It's 73 up here. And I was waiting for him to hang up on me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, it's been unseasonably hot for sure. Yeah, it is freaking ridiculous well i saw a post from terry wiles earlier he was talking about uh you know hey guys from the south you need to come up here and get your weather and i said hold on we got to close the gates of hell down here first before we can come up there and get it <laughs> and uh he I, you know i was like posted the weather it's like all over 105 or something for the next week here and he was like it was 104 here and the the dew point was at like 75 degrees or something. So the humidity is ridiculous. Wow. I was like, Oh, you can keep that up there. But, uh, anyway, uh, it's beautiful weather there. Light winds, uh, the place that the farmhouse that Mark his family moved into has a field out in front of it. That's kind of, it's not overgrown or anything. It's grown up a little bit like, uh, you know, it isn't mowed or anything, but, uh, it's not overly deep. We're flying over that. And of course he has power lines that run along his driveway. In the last flight, we we're flying a JTA flat foamy. And then, uh, I think he had his flat foam F 22 and flying that around a little bit. And of course the last flight I come in for a landing, <laughs> it's going to land on the road. Thought I was well underneath the power lines. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I did an aileron roll that like turn and come into the driveway and just land on the driveway and, clipped a damn power line and pulled broke the aileron in half so i got to glue that back together it landed without any problem but uh i was able to keep it under control but it was just he was looking at me like really (laughs) i told you you should have buried them power lines but uh (laughs) but anyway uh it was a good time it was a long haul uh it was it was nice to fly back i can tell you that the two and a half hour flight back was way better than the 16 hour drive up there so I bet. Uh, but we'll have to do a road trip up there. There's some stuff, lots of clubs up Minneapolis area. Uh, he's 
about two hours west of Minneapolis, but uh, we'll have to get up there because the weather sure is nice. I don't care to be there in the winter, but it was <laughs> it was nice this time of year. So, uh, but anyway, I'm dialing in the ultimate a little bit more. Uh, I took, you know, when we set it up. We had put, I think, all the travel I could get or most of it in the rudder. And uh, I took about 50% of that travel out. And I think I still have too much rudder. I um, think it's over controlling, uh, doing some some stuff. So working on that a little bit, I think I may have to dial in a true like mid-rate in order to do pop tops and that kind of thing. Because uh, my thumbs aren't overly calibrated to keep myself from going full elevator or full aileron all the time so uh i'm working on that trying to get my timing down and that kind of thing but uh so i put i don't know five or six flights on it in the last two weeks uh like i said just trying to get it dialed in but uh i was interested to see that taking the ele- or the rudder down to like 50 or 60 percent of what i had been running and i'm still well over what the book max uh shows and uh i can tell that it still seems like it's too much it has a ton of ton of rudder authority so uh just been working on that and i was messing with some of the mix stuff in the in the aura uh adjusting that turning some stuff on and off just to see uh putting some stuff on switches so i can see how they uh how it responds to uh the mix i do versus what comes in the in the file when you download that config file so uh, i've been working with that a little bit too but uh but anyway that's all i've been up to man <laughs> but uh nice. it's been fun it's like a lot yeah, yeah. he said it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> well i can tell you the last few days it's like matt's, we, done, matt's done so much we have one or we had club meetings and i like message tony i'm like it's 106 degrees outside i'm not going I'm like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to be there. The wind's blowing. I just, no, I can't fly. I'm going to swim. I'm going to lay on the couch and take a nap instead. Uh, It's just too damn hot to do much uh, for me to want to do much out here anyway. And the winds, the wind forecast has been pretty shitty for the last two weeks too. So, but uh, one of them fair weather flyers, are you? I might be. Hey, Saturday's looking all right this week, actually. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to go through here. At least I'm not at the lake, but we know where, you know, some Ooh. people would be. Uh, hey, they'll be at the lake on Saturday. Look at this. We got 10 mile an hour wind all day. 105 degrees, but 10 mile an hour wind all day. So, oh, did you say boat? It's time to take a drink. Oh, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> and I'm already drinking. So, yeah. Sunday looks good, too. I might have to come to Duncan. We may need to fly this weekend, Clay. Anyway. We yeah. going to Duncan this weekend? Is that what we're doing? We there. Uh, you got a you got a mouse I mean, in your Matt pocket. Will show I, up. I mean, I, one of us will be there. I understand where that comes from, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't make me want to show up anymore. You know, <laughs> he's, he's like, like I'm, I'm He needed an excuse, Matt. I'm just gonna go. No, that's what he's saying. I need positive reinforcement. Is that what we're doing? Hey, man, I will buy you a full a. If Damn it, man! Down. So Clay, I'm sleeping That's on tip-tip. your couch, bro. We we rocking this weekend. 
think I'm going to go shoot Saturday. Where at? Man, honestly, I'm thinking about going to the indoor range at uh, at Murph's in Duncan. Oh, nice. Well, he's only so, only 50 yards in there, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm just going to take pistols. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll do that in the morning. We'll fly in the evening. I was thinking about doing that just because it's supposed to be so hot. I was like, eh, I need something to do different. Right. And not so hot. I hadn't shot in a while. I need to get pistols out and go. But All I don't I think I have any ammo. Stay on my couch. We're not going to fly this weekend. Okay. <laughs> if Matt shows up, I'll go flying. Actually, uh, if anybody shows up, I'll go flying. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's uh, hit or miss, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I've I got, got a lot an of idea. I really need to do here. Yeah. So. I've got a project we could work on while it's hot. And then we could head out to the field in the evening, fly, and then come back home, make a stay, have a few beers, and have a great weekend. Yeah. Dang, that does sound good. Uh, Tommy's trying to talk me into mowing Saturday, too. So That does not sound good. Y'all do it that some more. It's way you don't more have of to a be there for me thing. To use, yeah, you don't have to be there for me to use your shop. So. <laughs> Oh, it depends. No, we on the mowed. Uh, <laughs> dude, we mowed Saturday before last. Uh, I think it was the weekend that you went to Minnesota, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And right. uh, that that morning was in the seventies here. Um, it only got up to, I think it got to like eighty nine that Saturday, but that morning yeah. when we mowed, it was overcast and. Like I said, in the seventies. Yeah, low seventies. It was yeah. really nice. It wasn't bad at all for mowing. Well, it's showing seventy. We got out there at like Saturday eight o'clock morning. in the morning too, though. Yeah, I'm say you got to be out there at seven in the morning, but because by eight it's going to be over eighty, and then by ten yeah. it's over ninety. So, if you got three mowers out there, you can do it in two hours. Mm. So I don't have a mower I can bring, but yeah, well, I got some other guys, but. Like I said, as long as three guys shows up, you can be done before it gets hot. Cool. I'll do that, and then we'll fly in the evening. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll talk later. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I got. So anyway, we've seen a lot of new stuff come out this last couple of weeks. Of course, we haven't recorded in a month. Like the last episode was published like June 22nd or something. So uh, it's better than the scrap file. We're coming up on a year. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> well people well, are looking for y'all i don't know if anybody's looking for us <laughs> yeah i i want to touch on one more thing uh because the composite thing is something i've been super excited about and uh uh it actually went in a way a little bit too good because i was like oh well i got the results i wanted it right. didn't take too many attempts to get there um I didn't know if you were going well, to mention it or said, not. It looked good, though. Oh, yeah. yeah I loved it. Uh, but uh, both of the Jasons, Hill and Don Hockle, both mentioned uh, with the pot life. And this is just a tip that, like I said, I'm just forwarding what this is not my tip. This is their tip that I'm just going to pass on. Uh, improving the pot life on the resin. Uh, the well, thing that, uh, that Don Hockle was like. Glass? Yes, doing fiberglass to improve the pot life. And the thing is, is I believe that this should work with 
epoxies yeah. of all types. Yeah. Whether it be yeah. glues, paints, resins, whatever you want to call it. Anything two um, part that you got to put in a hardener and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Exactly. Maybe. So the the way to improve it, um, Don Hockle's recommendation was to pour it out on a plate. And I believe Jason Hill, I think you told me just to get it out, like on whatever you're working on, like get it poured out though and get it spread out. Yeah. And so my first attempt at this, I mixed up too much resin. Uh, I've got the West systems pumps, just like Jason recommended to me. And I think I mixed three pumps worth of resin and get it all mixed thoroughly, pour it out on my sheet that I'm working on and I'm squeegeeing it in. I get it all completely, uh, get the resin all worked in like I want and I'm squeezing off the excess and I'm putting it back into that, that little cup that I had. Maybe 20 minutes goes by and like with my epoxies, I don't know if you guys do this, but I always leave a little, like my extra, I just leave the little cup setting out so that I can reach and grab it. And like, okay, it's getting hard or it's gummy or whatever it may be. Right. You just kind of see where it's at. And so I go to pick this one up and it's too hot for me to touch. And I've had epoxies get hot before, but I've never had one get too hot to touch. And I'm like, (laughs) holy cow. So I end up taking my temp gun and let me look back at my pictures here. So I don't tell you guys false information. Um, but I ended up using my temp gun to measure the temp of the, the mixing cup. And it was at 271 degrees. The sheet that was the exact same resin, but just spread out was at 75.2 degrees. And this is in a 72 degree shop. Um, so the big takeaway is get that resin poured out, get it spread out because when it's in a cup like that, it's got so much more stuff to react with and it will react prematurely. I'm going to say likely makes it brittle. Certainly makes it get too hot and it uh, too you're, fast, you're yeah. working. It cures yeah. too fast and your working time goes way down. Yeah. So Thanks, Jason. So, <laughs> hey, and I just learned that from reading, man. That's just, well, because I was, I was having trouble doing large, uh, large areas, uh, mm-hmm. large parts, and I'd mix up epoxy. When you mix up enough to cover that large area, it was setting too quickly in the pot before I got you got it out. And what I started doing after I read that was just dumping it all out on the part and just squeezing Start it around, spreading it out. Yeah, yeah. It, it it makes it last longer and you can take your time and wet out the whole part so you know, nice. yeah well, well the thing to me it's it, it was just amazing to me how hot it got because like yeah. i said i've seen all forms of epoxy we, we use epoxy coatings at work and they all have a a level of heat to them but i've never seen anything quite like this <laughs> and uh i was i was pretty blown away by it so cool well cool yeah good to know that is a good tip i didn't ever think about it like that getting it spread out like that keep the heat down and uh increase your work time yep 
or work just the bowl, Tom. Removes the reacting components, kind of spreads them out so that there's not so many molecules reacting right. at one given time. Yeah, generating all of it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I guess the reaction, once it starts, it just kind of, it, it starts that chain reaction. And yeah. It just, yes, it just rapidly goes off. It, yeah. Yeah, anyway. they just accelerate more and more and more. As it generates more and more heat, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, I just never really thought about it. So that's cool. Good to know. Anyway, all right. Well, next part, let's see what we got in here. Uh, like I said, we've seen a lot of new stuff uh, show up this this last couple of weeks. Like I said, it's been a month, I think, since we recorded. So uh, I'm sure there's stuff in here we've missed, but uh, we'll hit a couple of the big ones here. Uh, let's see. Flex uh, got a new scheme in the Mamba 120, and it looked like they arrived today. Actually, this is uh, the 27th, and uh, if I recall, there were pictures of the guys that are with KK with it, so it has arrived in Florida. So uh, they have that Mamba 120 in a green scheme now. Uh, that same, it's the same green that's on the edge, is it not? That custom yes green covering color that they've got. It's called Royal Green. Yeah. So uh, there's a new one. I've already seen a couple people uh, post their mama, their 120s up for sale, uh, looking to buy that green scheme. So I bet that'll be a popular one. So, uh, but yeah. Um, what else has come in? The, uh, like you said, we were talking earlier about uh, the G2 RV8 60s. And yep. I think that they have landed too. Rumor yes. has it. So uh, hopefully those will be shipping out soon. Uh, I know uh, Bill's got one on order. So hopefully we'll have one here that uh, get to look at in town here pretty quick. Because uh, I know a couple people are waiting on them. So uh, that's cool. Um, there's still some of the red night version left available. I remember seeing that one. Uh, I'm not the other two color schemes were sold out in the night. I hadn't, didn't look at the day, but uh, I think yeah. that was uh, not to be not to be wrong. I don't know if that's right or wrong. So <laughs> if well, the I, know I the read night, that the red night was still available. Um, so looked it up. the thing is, is that was backdated for a few weeks ago. Uh, it was the 14th. Ago. Yeah, it was backdated. That is right. Yep. That's as of July 14th. So yeah, they may be sold out. The red day version was still available then too. Uh, otherwise you'd be waiting till I want to say uh, September sometime before the second shipment would arrive uh, for the other That's, colors. But I actually find that interesting that the green and the orange are sold out and the reds available. Me, me I wouldn't too. have expected that. Me too. I don't know. Maybe they ordered more of the red uh, because of its popularity, but uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that the orange and the green were sold out too on the first ship. Man, everything's, everything's red though. Think about it. Everything's red. Maybe people want a little variety. Listen, Glotter guy. <laughs> I just like the, uh, right. the, the scheme is different between the red. Like it's not the same. It's not like they just changed the orange to red. Right. It's actually a new it's, scheme. It's a total scheme. Yeah, it's a total scheme change. And I I like it a lot yeah. myself. Yeah, I do too. I like the red one. Yeah. But uh 
Anyway, I think that was it from Flex uh, that I recall yep. seeing, unless you got something else, Chloe. Well, hey, I have uh, a question. Though. What's squirrel. the difference between the what's the difference between G one and G two? Uh there's actually a few things. So uh modern ESC upgrade. Um as far as like <laughs> the exact details of it, I can't that, say for sure. It has uh yeah, the motor was upgraded, five hundred KV motor. They put a genuine ho- hobby wing uh hundred amp ESC in it. Uh, they updated the config file for the Aura uh, pin hinges. And the big, on and the big uh, change on the Aura, I'm sorry, Matt, sure. uh, but the big yeah. change on the Aura is the flaps are pre-programmed in the Aura now. Nice. So you don't set those up in your transmitter. So, so the flap just... elevator mixing is already dealt with. Um, you just program, I think it's like channel six. Just to sign a switch operate the flaps. done. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Cool, cool. Yeah, the I know the tail surfaces got pin hinges instead of the CA hinges that they had been using. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, a change. Um, the foam battery the, tray. Yeah, they did have a removable battery tray. Put that in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's similar to the one that's in the Cessna, isn't it? If I remember right. Well, look. Um. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be somewhat similar to the uh, Mamba Ten G Two. And the uh, RV8 10 size. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll be honest, in that Cessna, I've never taken the battery tray out. I screwed it in there. I, I, I haven't either. batteries without it. I've, I've slid yeah. it around a little bit, but I haven't ever actually removed it. But, yeah, they got the same kind of wooden battery tray in this one. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to have, but. Yeah. I think the thing, the idea there is uh, once you find a good CG point. Just leave um, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not. Yep. Not having to, which the RV eight sixty is pretty forgiving, pretty like lenient can, on it. Yeah, yeah, it's right. pretty lenient. Uh, where like the smaller stuff is is a little bit more critical, but this one's pretty lenient on it. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, I think guys need to push the battery back a little bit more than they do. Yeah, is one thing too. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> let's see what else we got in here. The fit and finish of the foam. So. Uh, I believe they have a different uh, foam, like the manufacturer of the foam pieces is different. So they're uh, they're smoother. The finish on them is better. It's uh, and they really do look considerably better uh, the way that they're coming out of that factory now. So uh, that was one change. Um, the ailerons and the flaps are one connection. Uh, I haven't seen what that looks like though in person i don't know whether it's just a four pin like uh, an mpx style type plug or what it is so we'll find out on that one um i think that was it besides a new scheme that's the biggest uh, things yeah i don't remember anything else either right off the top of my head yep yep um yeah i think yeah hobby wing esc man that's a big step up in my opinion yeah the hobby wing they run the hobby wings in the mamba 60 for a while right um i think the current mamba 60 i have has something different in it but uh the other two had mom had hobby wing 80s i think it was a skywalker 80 amp and uh I, they were great i never had any issues with them so yeah yep. so uh let's see what else have we got that came out new um 
think Extreme Flight got that extra 260 in that uh, they had been waiting on. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about a plug-and-play version of it. Uh, Comes with the servos pre-installed. Hinges are already in place. They're sealed. Um, Extensions are in it. Uh, The quick release in the wings has the canopy safety, so you can't... um, Put the canopy on if the wing locks are not in place. I could have used that one the other day on a NG that I <laughs> failed to lock the, <laughs> lock the left wing down on. But anyway, um, uh, what else? Oh, they come with a T-Motor uh, 670 and the 116 amp ESC installed. Uh, I didn't pull the price off of it, but... Uh, uh, I can look it up real quick, but anyway, um, are they 11, 1199? I, I haven't looked that. yet. Yeah. So I know they've been in talks and uh, when I looked earlier, they weren't on the website, so, uh, they may be there now, but, uh, I'm going to pull it up here real fast and see, but, uh, I know lots of people have been waiting on that, that extra 260. Uh, there's the Arfus 500 without the electronics, the plug and play. Yep. 1199, uh, with all the stuff. So, uh, that'll be a big one. Uh, I think, uh, that's a good looking scheme too. The orange and blue and white is a really good looking scheme on that one. Yeah. Um, and they have another scheme available, I think. Yeah. They have a uh, I've certainly seen another one. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, they do. did, I don't think I heard you mention the servos, uh, the, the servos are rebranded Thetas. Yeah, I'm going to touch and, on that next. Yeah, they have yeah. Uh, gone and uh, working with Theta and uh, rebranding some of their servos. I think it they had it labeled as a 989. I, I believe it's the same specs as a 988. Um, I think the rebranded one was just the 989, but it's a mini brushless servo So uh, uh, that they're putting in that. Uh, specs I could find on it, 208 ounces and uh, 0.07 so it's fast uh that's running on eight 8.4 volts so straight lipo um and it's a 25 tooth uh servo arm so pretty standard on that uh but they to make some good stuff soft start all the all the bells and whistles uh and theta has really come up here recently in helicopter world and that kind of stuff. So the first place I saw them, I think they've been around for a while. I haven't used them myself, but uh, from everything I hear, they're, they're a solid servo. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I, they're relatively new to me. I just heard about them through the, uh, uh, the Siegfried and Roy podcast. I've heard them talk about it a little bit. Yep. And uh, it's definitely seems to be more popular in the, heli world but with things like this you may see it really get popular in the airplane world so yep 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 i would love to see them see flex release a mini potenza that is along the 49010 range mm-hmm. you know that type of tech and efficiency and smoothness yep. quiet all that stuff in a mini so that we can I would use love them to see that too. And some of these, uh, I think that would be freaking awesome. So that, uh, that does sound awesome. Maybe we can talk them into some of that, but, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's see what else we got coming out. 
Um, I had to throw this one in there. Heli Direct uh, has a 450 size Airwolf that you can pre-order the fuselage for. Uh, they do not have a uh, Blue Thunder. Just putting it out there. Um, 189 wow. bucks. <laughs> uh, they do have a 600 size too that I think has been around for a good while. Uh, but uh, this 450 size one is pretty cool. Uh, just because of the cost, because it's like, like I said, it's less than 200 bucks, and uh, yeah. it was a good one. They're bringing in more and more scale stuff. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the video series that Renee's been working on on his. You may know more details on the the fuselage he's working on. I don't recall it off the top of my head, but uh, it's a Bell Jet Ranger two hundred six, I believe. Um, he's running T Rex seven hundred mechanics, and I know he did some other. He did some modifications to the mechanics too. Like uh, one of the videos I saw, he did a he reversed the rotation of the head. Okay. Uh, in order to make it more scale, so he uh, he was showing a video on how to flip the one way bearing in order to make the mechanics of the T Rex run the other way. Right, right. Nice. Um, and I wanted I don't remember where the head assembly came from because I don't think he's running the T Rex head assembly. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is if you're interested in that sort of thing, look up Rene Godier on uh, Facebook. And he's got several videos out there of him talking about it and, and showing some videos of how he did this and that and building the uh, the new Jet Ranger. And I believe this is my what I've been led to believe. What I, I recall is that it is part of a new series yep. of semi scale helis that Heli Direct will be coming out with. Uh, these are like fuselage kits, kind of along the lines of like the Funkies and. Uh, uh, maybe the was it Herobo that made some of them? I'm trying uh, to think of fly, some of the other brands. Flywing RC is making like this this Airwolf one, uh, a two twenty two, but they have some others in there too. I was looking too to find the brand, and I don't remember off the top of my head. So, uh, but Renee has all of that. But yeah, that, that's what I understood too. Is they were going to bring in a whole line of these scale helis. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look for it here for a minute, but. I remember him telling me that when uh, Haley Direct approached him about this uh, last year, this the Fusuno, Fusuno. Uh, that's it, Fusuno, Fusuno. yeah, yeah, yep, Fusuno. that's them, and then and then they got the Funkies now too, yep. which the uh, he mentions it, he calls it Fusuno, but uh, that Funky Seven Hundred, right there in the middle, that's yep. the one he's putting together. Oh, the Long Ranger. Yeah, I can tell by the paint job on it, that blue and white. Um, anyway, um, and they have a PHI uh, schemed helicopter, too. I think they actually have a couple. Looks like the uh, the AS350, the A-Star, mm -hmm. and then the 407. And then it looks like that Augusta is yeah, uh, all PHI schemed, which I think the PHI schemes are way cool. But uh, just yellow and black just yep. looks cool. Yeah. You guys, uh, go ahead. You guys know. You guys know who Funky is. I feel like you've told me this before. So, <laughs> Maybe, but no. Uh, so they actually were the factory that produced a lot of the fiberglass models for yellow aircraft. Okay, well, that's I, the factory that did I, a lot of those. Yeah, I know they do a lot of heli stuff uh, in regard to blades and some other things like that too. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, they do now. They've pretty much moved all into heli stuff, but that's that's the same factory. So the uh, MD five hundred that I have is mm-hmm. a funky uh, fuselage kit. Yeah, actually, that's it right there. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there was another brand that was essentially the same thing. Uh, I can't remember the other brand name. There's been a few of them that you could tell they were pretty much the same. Um, that one's actually got a little bit different color. Yeah, on the uh, paint job. Yeah. But it's the same airframe, same size. I mean, you look at the how it's made, it's like you can tell it's the same one. Come yep. from the same molds. Same mold. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. All the same mold. Um, so so yeah. But people need to check out Heli Direct for that and check out Renee. He like I said, he's got a whole series of videos. He's posted them up all over the place on Heli Groups. So uh he's yep. doing a lot of build videos for them and stuff. Uh I honestly have watched a couple, but uh not a whole bunch of them at this point. Um, I kind of yeah. stepped away from helicopters a little bit and I'm debating whether I need to stay there or not. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. It's, it's hard to do listen. Everything. It really is. So jets are expensive. That, so are helicopters. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Siegfried guy to keeps trying to talk me into one. He's got one sitting there, and the price is right, man. I have hey, all but so, said yes. I tried to talk him out of his turbine fuel fuel pump thing the other day. So, speaking of his prices, he and I. So you know how you're the uh, the grammar Nazi, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, math problems are the ones that gets me. <laughs> and I'm gonna put this out there. He's dead fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I have made my point. He will not relinquish that he is wrong. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> Our buddy Chuck Kohler posted this picture of a speed limit sign, and it had an, an algebra math problem on it. Uh, okay. And uh, Westbrook is completely wrong. He missed a part. So, uh, And he's like, I'm a F and I guy, whichever that is. I guess uh-huh. something to do finance and something other. He works at a car dealership. It's kind of scary. I'm, like, you're, I'm not going to have my phone. I'm like, you're screwing up somebody's car payments. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't make me want to buy a car from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need to see your calculation before we say yes. Yeah. He is off by a factor of two. So yeah. <laughs> order of operations, man. Come on. That's funny. Yeah, well, he just completely missed a whole number. <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I well, wish it was in one of our groups. That way, like, we could just, like, pile onto him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, uh, I think they've been giving us shit about not recording. So, apparently, they yeah. decided they were going to do, like, a every other week kind of thing. And, like, they were going to finally stay on a schedule when they took, like, a six-month break at one point, And then they couldn't figure out who their hosts were and all this other stuff. But they're going to come at us for taking, you know, a couple of weeks to record something. So, whatever. I was going to say, I have, like, they missed quite a few weeks too. So mm-hmm. they can back off. Mm-hmm. But yep. yep. Anyway, on to bigger and better things. Let's talk about jets. <laughs> talk about jets. Oh, we need to talk about jets. Like uh, well, we'll talk like about it. Segue. It's not, uh, yeah, the segue is not here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's not really a jet. I mean, it's a jet, technically. All right, okay, Casey. It's a sport jet. It's an EDF. What? It's an electric. Okay, you're 
It's not okay. A well, your it's a fan. airplanes are not actually airplanes because they are electric prop driven machines. Not all of them. Some of them are gas. Does so? Does this EDF? Does it blow or suck? It blows. Okay. All right. Well, you said it. I didn't. Well, they don't suck. <laughs> I mean, anyway, think, let's see. Here. Think about your leaf blower. My, actually, I have a leaf blower that has basically a little EDF in it. It's pretty funny. Well, it, tries, yeah. it tries to suck my shorts through the leaf blower out. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Never mind. Hey, by all definition, they're drones, man. They're unmanned aerial vehicles. Listen, all right, get out of get out of here, FAA boy. <laughs> get your tinfoil hat and get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll let you talk it, about sir. this. One. It's already on my head. Right, he's already ordered a dozen of them from freaking Amazon. Man, it, it does I, it does remind me of a new product announcement? But uh, what? Yeah. Oh, Clay knows what I'm talking about. Well, I don't. Do I? <laughs> Man, uh, I gotta rack my brain. It's off I, topic. With uh, Spectrum announced the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's down the list. Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Sorry. That's coming. That's coming. Hold you, hold you, okay, hold your horses. Mind. Order, order. Sorry, folks. All right, so back to your I blowers. I'm on the list. Your leaf blowers. I'm gonna let you take this here, Clay. Well, I don't know that I'm the authority to take it on this. You one. are. I mean, you own it. Well, you don't own the V2, but you own one. I do, and it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> All right, so Motion RC has released the V2 version of the Avant, the Freewing Avanti. Uh, it's an 80 millimeter EDF, 400 yep. bucks, plug and play. Uh, it's the only version of it that I saw. Unless you know of something else, Clay. But uh, they got a new scheme. Uh, upgraded the EDF. The fan piece of it, improved landing gear. Hey, they gave you a pilot this time. Nice. So you got a pilot in a cockpit. What else you got? Hey, so for what it's worth, mine has two pilots in it. Two? How'd you do that? Yeah. I don't know. So I you, came. Who'd you put in there? I this didn't put anything show, in there. This doesn't show any pilots. It shows two seats, but it doesn't show any pilots. All I've done to mine is put a receiver in it and pull the nose gear doors off of I bet, it. I bet Don Hunkle did that. He might have, what but I think? doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. All he did was crash it, right? Uh, no, he didn't crash it. Hey, how have you ever run yours on grass? No, but I've ran it on pavement with the gear up. Does nice. pretty well. Nice. 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 Kind of oh, hard. It's perfect. So it's got a little no, no, listen. That's got I'm a read y'all picture. I've seen it. <laughs> it does. And it. it skids perfectly. <laughs> well, uh the, I've so done that, a several like touch and goes, like skid skidding it down the runway. <laughs> Cause like there's these kids out there giving me shit and they're like, lower. And then I skid it down the <laughs> runway and they're like, well, Too low. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, can't really say lower. <laughs> uh, it does great at that. Uh, I did the Pablo where I drug the flaps the other day. Uh-huh. I kind of filed the tips down just a little bit. It's all right. You're just customizing the airfoil. It's fine. Uh, well, they're saying this new landing gear design is better on grass. It looks like they shortened it up a little bit, keep it from bending maybe, uh, and beefed up the the suspension in it so uh the doors look a lot better on the v2 for sure yeah but uh anyway so that's come out 
Uh, I did see one I thought was cool. You're talking about scale jets. So the, the Vani is more yeah. of a sport. Uh, this scale uh, 80 millimeter EDF that Motion RC has too, again, it's from Freewing, uh, was a Cougar, uh, an F9F uh, scale jet that was really cool looking. Um, I don't know. It just struck me as something that was different and interesting. I hadn't seen one uh, yep. in a scale like that. That is that, way so. cool. So uh, that was pretty cool. So you're going to need one of those too, Clay? Yeah, I've it. been looking. Uh, I'm I'm kind of torn. There's so many cool ones. So the, uh, Motion actually has an F-15 that I like a lot. Oh, shit. Here we go. Um, this is how it starts. So, this is how you get an F-18 that'll fly 20 minutes on a turbine. This is how, this whoa, is the whoa, starting. Whoa. This is how it starts. I feel, I feel attacked. Um, <laughs> I really like the F four <laughs> as well, um, but the F four. I don't know. Like they make two different versions. They make an eight S and they make a six S version. Um, I don't have any eight S batteries, so I'm kind of out on that. But and I don't know if I would. There's just so many. I don't know which one I want to go with. They're all cool. So. Just build the turbine and be done with it. Well, I agree. I'm trying. Exactly. I'm just going to buy one. Screw it. <laughs> I blame the Jason. The problem is, is the ones I like are way out of my budget. Well, see, that it's was my thing. Money. I found one that was budget friendly. You know, and I've got the voice of reason, a.k.a. Jason Hill. He's like, <laughs> yeah, don't buy that one. Start over here. <laughs> That's He's not like, what he told really me. Co- I didn't ever get that. I got. You need to buy okay, that. Wait a minute. It slows down really well. It flies great. Buy it. Oh, he gave wait, you okay. a very reasonable sense of, he gave you good advice. I keep well, looking at like $12,000 jets and he's like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> yes. The, the turbine in mine is worth almost what I have to pay for it. So. He's telling me he wants his first jet to be that comp rf 100 basically <laughs> you're like whoa, I, I really whoa. like that skymaster <laughs> f86 that's like a what third scale i really like that one that's way cool man so actually you know what would be way cool is if somebody made like so the free wing f86 i feel like my buddy had one of those and it was kind of cheesy if i'm not mistaken um it may be better now, but the one he had eh, eh, left a lot to be desired. Um, okay. With that being said, if I could find like a good happy medium, like something between that third scale Skymaster and the free wing F-86, like something a little bit higher quality, but not stupid money, right. I might be in on an F-86. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a fun jet. But do you look at that 90 millimeter for 430 bucks. This F15. Oh, wait, that's yeah. the R plus. I was actually looking at the uh, plug and play. This one, uh, you have to put your okay. own motor and fan in it. Okay. Uh, well, hang on just a second. I was yeah, thinking it was it 8S versus 6S. So I stopped. Okay. So this is the F15C from Freewing. Also a yep. more motion RC. And yeah. Nine blade, 130 amp hobby wing, electric retrax, LEDs. What battery? Six cell, five thousands. Give you about a yeah. minute and 47 second flight. No. It's a 90 millimeter. See, Tell me I'm wrong. That's where the Avanti is awesome. Exactly. That's my point. But the Avanti is 80. 
Yeah. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get six or eight minutes flights, but I mean three is three to four minutes is so I can get four easily. I and I actually I've gotten five with my Avanti on a four thousand. Okay. I have an Avante. The Avante is a sport jet. Again, you're comparing oh, scale exactly. jets to sport jets. Well, I'm not point. disagreeing with you. I'm just like I'm impressed by that. Like four to five minutes on a four thousand, and I can get four minutes out of it, and that's like hammering on the throttle, just doing like I don't know, pushing well, it about as hard as I can push it. Honestly, if I do four minutes in my F100 on a five thousand. Yeah, you're it's, on it's fire. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's smoking on the way down. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, so those new 5,000s I got, those HRBs, yep. about three and a half minutes in the F100. And honestly, that's pretty respectable, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that f one hundred hard on batteries, I'll say that. Oh, but it flies so good. It and it does. looks so cool in the air. It does. It really does. Those three fast passes that you get before you have to try to land. That's great. Sorry. Dude, actually, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm getting that thing figured out. Um, I've started easing up on it, and I can actually fly around for uh, probably three and a half minutes before I better yeah. be touching down. You know, or at that point, you better not be trying to do a touch and go. Uh, there is no go around because yeah. you're not full throttling out. Like, it's going yeah. to hit voltage and Yep. cut out on you um you're not going to have the power to pull out of it and so if you're just cruising you know i can i can do it uh but uh, when it comes to landing like you're committed you get one chance <laughs> uh, right, yes so, so the the big 120 millimeter edf that i have that i haven't flown in years up there but clay has seen it i know that yeah, interceptor yeah, i've seen it yeah um at three and a half minutes, you better be on final. Yep. <laughs> and you have no go around ability. Yep. It is. That is it. <laughs> it's coming down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that impresses me about the Avanti and the F100 both, the Avanti is so much lighter on the wing. I'm flying a lighter battery. It's a sport jet. It's got everything going for it. But the F100 will do it pretty well considering. Um, so the length of the runway at Duncan's 350 feet. Okay. I can keep it inside of that runway. Yeah. Making figure eight turns just yeah. real easy. And that doesn't sound like that may sound like a lot, but like take an airplane out there that most people want to fly it at a hundred miles an hour and like turn it inside of that like do figure eights inside of that distance and uh it definitely gets the airplane slow but the way those planes handle slow is pretty impressive to me because i always associate jets got to go fast got to be careful slowing or careful turning like these things just get it go so the, again the avante is a sport jet but it's designed to have a wide flight envelope mm-hmm. yeah and I, and I personally have, <laughs> I've personally never flown one, but I know a lot of people that love those things. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people talking about them. Uh, definitely a good jet. So if anybody wants a starter EDF, 
to get into that world, the Avanti is the way to go. Well, I'm telling you too, like for somebody that didn't have any EDF experience, really, I've flown a couple, like, eh, I guess I've flown a handful ever. Picking up that F-100, it was really easy transition. It was not not hard for me at all. So that's a first... Yeah, well, for a scale jet, it was. It may have. <laughs> it may have led me astray. <laughs> it may be a. It may have had me thinking that jets are easier, and then I'll get a turbine and crash the shit out of it. Uh, just I'm, get a sport. Start with before you go scale. Yeah, I do want to do that. But just saying, man, I'm telling you, I finally got to see that uh, that Horizon. Uh, oh, the three thirty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It little thing actually flies really well. <laughs> I mean, it, and that's what it's marketed as as a uh, introductory jet, you know. Yeah. And it looks better than like a Turbinator, which is a sport jet, an older sport jet. Everything looks better than a Turbinator. Yeah, they're kind of hideous. Uh, <laughs> but it it flies great, man. I got to watch uh, a few of them fly jets over Kentucky, and they were all over the place. Looked just fine. Yeah, that's an option. I just need to talk to Pablo. I need to find a used EA. That's what I need to do. So, or I need to find a really cool used turbine uh, scale jet, like that F fifteen I saw the other day. I thought that'd be a pretty cool one to have. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I my first jet was that yellow F eighteen and. I love it, and it flies well. Okay, I did it. I kind of cheated because I flew it for a couple seasons as a Ducky fan, so I already had the airframe pretty much dialed in. It was just getting used to the power system, but uh, it's it's not an ideal trainer. I'll say that <laughs> for a for a first turbine, it wouldn't have normally been an ideal yeah. aircraft. But I had already flown the airframe before, so it wasn't so- that big a deal. Is the throttle lag really that big of an issue going from EDF to a turbine? It can be. If you're not prepared for it, it can be. I'll tell you, I did a, uh, the, one of my, one of my first flights, not the first flight with, but one of my earlier flights with it, I was uh, at Lindsay and Jim was out there actually with me. Uh, Jim met me out there and I just went and flew. He just wanted to come hang out. And I took off, retracted the gear, flew around for a few minutes and I wasn't confident in my landings yet. I wanted to make a uh, a missed, you know, a missed approach on purpose, basically. So I came in on final, um, very low throttle setting, and I made a beautiful approach to the runway, flare, throttle up, and this model's sliding down the runway at like two and a half feet off the ground, flared, nose up, and at full throttle, it probably took a whole three and a half seconds before I got any throttle. And I'm sitting here adding more and more elevator as I'm watching this airplane Ooh. sink. I didn't even have a gear down. I didn't have a gear down because I knew it was going to be a misapproach. Right. Stupid. Right. Yes. But so the gear was up and this thing is getting closer and closer to the runway. I started, like I said, about two feet off the ground, about six or eight inches off the ground. That turbine finally hit full power. And that sucker took off like a rock. It went. The, the the descent rate stopped and immediately started climbing when the when the turbine spooled up, but until it spooled up, you got nothing. You got <laughs> got lucky it didn't stall before the turbine kicked in. Sounded like 
if you keep adding yeah. elevator and keep going, keep going, it's like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So if you're not prepared for it, you're stupid like I was. Yeah, it, it can be a big deal. <laughs> See, that's why if I pick up this one, like we have to meet out at Lindsay a few times so I can have somebody in my ear going, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. Yep. So I'm looking here. I just opened up Facebook. There's guys selling a Jet Legend Viper 1.9 meter. Yes. He said he'll sell it with yes. the King Tech 120 for 2800 bucks. Well, I didn't know if that was just the turbine because that airframe's like four grand, is it not? And what he says in that what post. What he says. And yep. he's selling it for 1500 I saw that earlier and thought the same thing. I was like, holy shit. That's a big see, jet. And I've been led to believe that there's one airplane out there that uh, actually Terry Wiles is the one that told me this. He's like, if there's a sport jet that flies better than the Avanti in the EDF world, it's the E-Flight Viper. He said the E-Flight 90 millimeter Viper is absolutely incredible. I and, saw that earlier. I'm going to see if I can find it again. What was it, a Viper? Yep, the 90 millimeter Viper. Isn't that what... Uh, I don't know if it's a 90 millimeter. It might be a 70. Well, they make several different ones. Uh, e flight does, but uh, Isn't that what Jared Jared has? It's a turbine. Yes, is. his is a Harlock, but yes, it's a Viper. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This is a Jet Legend Viper. Yeah, it looked like Terry has a Viper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said he bought two of them. He's like he's got a spare for when Horizon discontinues it. All right. Oh, it does say with. With the King Tech, it I want to say it just said King Tech earlier. He may have edited it out, but uh, for twenty eight hundred. But if it's got a one twenty in it, that's oh, yeah. about where I want to. Like to me, that's that's not too little, but right, it's not it's not so, like three twenty either. <laughs> so right, yeah, a one t- one twenty is a decent size turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Matter of fact, that's what's one point uh, nine meters. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, one one twenty. Yeah. Let's see. One point nine meter is going to be seventy four point eight. That's a big plane. Seventy four inches. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yep. uh, by jet standards, that's a giant. Scale. That's a big. I was going to say that's a big plane. Yeah. Because uh, for jets, it's. Um, you can, of course, you can is go by the regular, 60? which is, well, no, it's, you can go by the regular, which is 80, or for jets, you can also do length plus width, which has to be over 120. I was going to say, if this is at uh, 74, that's going to probably be around the, I think the Viper's relatively square. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be close to 140, probably. Right. And the the 120 rule actually makes sense if you think about it. Because, I mean, if you did like a – if you were trying to make a giant scale uh, F-104, it'd be the length of a car. Exactly. Like two cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get an 80-inch wingspan. Yep. That It'd sucker is massive. four grand. Dude, that's a hell that, of a deal for 2800 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to put it up there. Um, I mean, that's 3800 euro. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Where's it's in Arizona. The, where's the BV? We can road trip it. Where's the BVM? Here's the v, BVM one. 
He said that, they, that BVM sells this, so yeah. They do. That's a BVM service. Viper. That's not the same one. I know. Uh, I wonder if I was just looking at prices. I wonder if he's including the servos and all the other stuff to Mexico. You should definitely ask him. <laughs> Dude. Includes I, wing bags. Never damaged. You act like I'm just totally out on this. I'm not. I know you're <laughs> not. That's why I'm like, you should totally message this dude. You need me to message him for you here. I'll message him. For sure, you. do it. <laughs> I'm going to look and see what, how far it is. Hang on. Hey, Danny. Sun City, Arizona. You know, with, with three drivers, we could drive around the clock. Exactly, dude. dude it's a thousand and six miles with an excessive heat warning. Uh, we can, oh, dude. Hey, listen, this takes us through New Mexico. We could take our rifles and we could shoot prairie dogs. This is perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I got it right here. <laughs> uh, this takes us through where I know that supposedly there's some prairie dogs in northwest New Mexico. So, road trip. Dude, if, if four of us go, only three of us will be driving. I'm just saying, it'll work out great. Hey, dude, wow. listen. Casey's in the back, like, what? So, get this. Yeah. Um, I was told that in Wyoming, you can shoot from your truck. Yeah. I heard that. Too. I remember you talking about oh, that. Goodness. Dude. Game changer. <laughs> Message sent. We'll find out here. Yeah. No, this guy told me, he's like, he's like, you can shoot prairie dogs from your truck. He's like, all you got to do is like be off the road. <laughs> I was like, nice. do yeah. what? You have to be on the other side of the ditch or something, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what he told me. Yeah. I'm like, this sounds illegal. This sounds made up. <laughs> sounds illegal. He's just trying to get you in jail. That's what it is. He's no kidding. He's like, it's like, I can't go to jail in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Going to no, pr- going to yeah, no officer. It's fine. It's prairie dogs. This is legal. Yeah. I know this my guy, rights. Th- you're like, this guy told me right. in a messenger that I can go do this. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Casey Steve. It's like, I know yeah. my rights. Yeah, Steve <laughs> Jessup. Right. I know my rights. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Don't forget your cops kill your buzz t-shirt. <laughs> well, I sent your message. We'll find out what he says if he doesn't already have it sold. Because if he includes everything, that may not be there. Very yeah, long. I was gonna say that's gonna sell pretty quick, probably. All right. So back on track. Uh, Motion RC. Besides the EDFs and the jets and all the turbine stuff, uh, they have a B twenty, a sixty-three inch B twenty-five coming too. I had that pulled up. Let's see if I screwed it up. Yep. 1600 millimeter, 63 inch plug and play. That was the other cool one that we were talking about the other day. So, yeah, it uh, looks really scale to me. Quick like release wings, foamy, and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It does uh, look pretty good. A little so. Bombay. Yep. Little Bombay. Probably won't hear, hold a beer can like one of Jason's might. I doubt it. Highly doubt, I doubt it. it. Yeah. Seriously doubt it. It's got four dummy bombs. Never know. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> uh, two motors, two fifty amp ESCs. What's it run on? Six cell, five thousand to fifty five hundred. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it was cool. a neat looking one while I was in here goofing around because we wanted to talk about the Avanti and uh, we saw this V twenty five. So just wanted to mention it. But uh, anyway, what else we got? Oh, we got Horizon yeah. oh. and Spectrum. Oh. What? I'm volunteering Jason Hill. Oh, yeah. You should speak I don't to like this. The sound of that. Don't you work for the company that's trying to do this? Whoa. I mean, excuse me, not the company, the agency. <laughs> my bad. 
Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's so much better. Thanks hey, a lot. You know, I'm trying to be. That's not my department. Are you sure? L- literally. So we can't put, he like, said... I'll put your contact information in here with your phone number. <laughs> if you have complaints, call this guy. He is the uh-huh. FAA. No. Uh, so Horizon and Spectrum released or announced. I guess they didn't release. They announced because uh, coming later this summer, Sky ID, the remote ID module. Um, I still have not figured out how they have developed a module for a system that doesn't seem to exist yet, uh, nor how they're going to support this or any of it, to be completely honest with you. They they did list it at under 100 bucks. Uh, they're going to do it, um, but a compliance date of September 16th, uh, the FAA puts that into place. I thought it was the 14th or the 16th they say it's the 16th but anyway um provides gps uh through spectrum telemetry also compatible with all the non-spectrum radio systems as a standalone device again not sure what it's communicating with or what it's doing but if i can pull up flight radar app on my phone and see that you're flying at the field i'm gonna laugh my ass off so uh, kind of curious as to what it's going to do. <laughs> what is that? AD, ADSB? AD, I don't know. Yeah, ADSB um, is what you're thinking. Of. Yeah, so that would be freaking, that'd be funny to me. But anyway, uh, they say this thing's coming. I don't know. There was a, the comments in the in the post did not disappoint. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> they were freaking great. Everybody's like, never going to happen, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, to be clear, first off. I know Kay- is, Casey's going to put him in all his points. I already know. <laughs> so this is not even legally required by anything that's flown at an AMA, an AMA FRIA, F-R-I-A, um, which I'm still fuzzy on the acronym for that. But if you're flying at one of those, you don't even need this period. It's not a big deal. Forget about it, basically. Yep. Um but other than that, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, have my own opinions. Probably shouldn't voice them on there, but you know, <laughs> is what it is. Uh, yeah, well, there was a lot of opinions posted in the comments on that post. So oh yeah, yeah. I, I oh, highly encourage. Yes, I, well, I will encourage. leave my stance. I will leave my stance at. <laughs> I'm going to do what I do and you yep. do what you do and everybody right. will go on and be happy. <laughs> I'm going to fly without one over Casey's house and make it look like a Tim. You know. Dude, come on over. We'll do it together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, here's the thing about it is if I could like pick my own call sign, like the, uh, like Mark and those guys did. Right. I would totally buy one just to, uh, you know, come up with ridiculous call signs every time I went. <laughs> uh, try to make it as ridiculous okay. as you can so I would imagine it just broadcasts a serial number and that's it probably probably but you know last thing i heard was like an app on the phone and you turn it on and you have to turn on your location services and you tell it you're flying and that's how they were going to do it that seemed to be the most logical way if they ever wanted participation in this whole thing uh, to do that with a free app kind of thing, because who doesn't have a phone in their pocket? Uh, but, 
you know, then you're eating up data and that kind of thing. So I don't know how many uh, services or cell services or whatever have limits on their data now, but uh, I know mine hadn't for a long time. So I don't, you know, everybody's going to find something uh, to complain about. I don't, uh, I still don't see how they're going to ever support this. Uh, it's kind of like putting your numbers on the, on planes. Uh, you know, how is that ever going to be policed? It just, it seemed like a massive undertaking that I don't know that uh, they have the staff to do much less the capabilities at the moment. And I don't know, we'll see where it goes. I still think it's, it cracks me up that we have to put something in a remote control device that ultralights don't have to do. So I can go put right. my body in the air with a powered parachute or uh and no license or you don't even have to have training. Exactly. For an ultralight, like I can do that, but I can't fly my remote control airplane without this kind of stuff. It's kind of what I'd uh just Oh damn, now it. you put the ultralight guys in the spotlight, they're gonna be pissed about us. Way to go. You know, man, I think they were already there, but uh okay. it I just I don't get it. I don't get it. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, that's about Man, all I, got. I want, yeah, I want a real end number and I, I, dude, I'll carry a radio around and like announce my landings and everything. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, you should, I'm you should definitely that. do that. <laughs> dude, like um, total pilot voice too. Like in triple eight, seven, eight Cessna made by flex coming in <laughs> down right. and runway two twelve. <laughs> It'd be great. Should have done these in a little bit different order because that whole sky D thing would have segued into this other thing. But anyway, um, we did see an announcement too today uh, or other day. I don't know. A Main's going to acquire Hobbytown over the summer. Uh, the last numbers I saw were 106 shops. I think most of them are all franchise owned, if I'm not mistaken. But so how that's going to work, uh, we'll see. Uh, what they do if they changes anything uh if uh the particular hobby town location is successful hopefully a main doesn't do something to screw that up but uh you know a main and hobby town were in a partnership for like the last seven or eight years something like that uh from what i understand and uh now a main is actually going to acquire the company uh and purchase them so we'll see how that works out all that's uh sure going through approvals and everything and they'll have uh be doing it over the summer what it sounded like uh later in the year but uh anyway um what else did we have uh speaking of funny posts and comments the last one i saw was in one of the extreme flight owners club posts somebody added can you add smoke to an electric model those comments didn't disappoint Once. either that's what, that's what we all told them is like, you can once. And somebody was like, if you get one of your buddies that smokes to get a straw, you can <laughs> blow the smoke got, back into dude, the <laughs> There's no way that was serious. That guy was trolling. It was great. It was great. So um, there was, it what you're telling me is there was a lot of guys blowing smoke up his ass. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, but, uh, but anyway. Um, you know, the whole sky ID thing and, and the theories behind that and everything, you know, you guys, I know, I know Clay and Casey got off into a conversation about this. I was kind of sidebar heard some of it. Uh, you know, we were talking about the 
the tinfoil hat, which I will put that link in the show notes uh, to this this hat that we found on Amazon. But, uh, you know, a lot of conspiracy theory stuff going on right now. Um, you know, I saw, was it today or yesterday? Might have been yesterday. Uh, you know, Congress talking to the guy about the UFOs and where they're located and all the information. Yeah. Did y'all see any of that? <laughs> I Is that Michael it. Herrera? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. that podcast I uh, listened to, the Sean Ryan show. Yep, had uh, they, this guy's name is Michael Herrera. Uh, there's actually uh, four different guys on there. Um, and it wasn't Herrera like, that I saw. This was a military, uh, like a Marine. Uh, started with a G, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. his last name. But anyway, um, lots of TikTok on, videos out there on it. Dude, did you see the interview? Stephen Greer. Yeah, that they were doing with the the alien, the being or whatever. Didn't have any audio, just the video of it. That was kind of cool too. Uh, so Stephen Greer is one of the guys that's talked to him. Um, and then DC Long, whoever that is. Um, and Eric Hecker. That was the ones I've listened to. Yeah. All I know is there is a freaking telescope that is not conventional in Antarctica and it can send and receive. And not only that, that used improperly, it can cause earthquakes. I'm just saying, dude, it's crazy stuff. Now, I Jason, was going with that. Jason, ha- having been the only one of us that has spent a considerable amount of time in Antarctica, do you have anything to say to this? <laughs> did you, um, did big, you, did you hit the wrong button while you were there? It's a big place. Uh, I'll it's say that big place. So uh, it's a pretty I, politically I correct answer there. I well, like dude, he, he's also oh. been to New Zealand, which is where the, the earthquake yeah. was uh, administered by said yeah. off-world freaking piece of machinery. I'm just interesting saying, dude, coincidence. It's it's, it's it's pretty crazy, man. You were in both places, and there's I don't it's know, Jason. I have I have I mean, been. You're right. I mean, you have to deny it. I totally understand it. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. That that earthquake did mess up Christchurch. I mean, they actually have a yeah. museum, earth, earthquake museum, right? Uh-huh. Does it point the blame at some kind of off-world weapon that's housed somewhere in our Antarctica? I'm just saying. I I don't know. I actually haven't been to the museum. I just know it exists. It's uh, so. Maybe we need to go to Egypt and read the uh, hieroglyphs to figure out what's going on. Uh, you know. In those in those briefings or whatever, uh, there was some talk. You know, we saw that that Lawton really needs to be making to a Call of Duty map at some point. But uh, you know, it was rumored that there's some stuff underground there. Now, having seen some of the things I've seen come out a lot, uh, this does not shock me at all. But uh, you know, just so get for hanging out about the crypt late night. <laughs> That's how I get the good information, man. <laughs> but you talking you know. about uh, the Crypt Keeper over there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't she from Lawton? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> that that area, anyway. It's close. You never know. I mean, I didn't check. There wasn't no physical she exam done on my part. So, and the person that would have done it isn't <laughs> overly picky. So you probably wouldn't be able to believe whatever he told you, anyway. And the best way to describe this, if it was a cat, it's on its ninth life. 
<laughs> That's the basis for this new movie, uh, Puss in Boots, uh, Final Wish. Yeah. This really didn't go word. the way I thought it would. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, the... the Here, Casey, I can't even flat? remember it all. It was, it was way too much. Like, I was listening to those <laughs> podcasts with Sean no Ryan, and they were just... <laughs> It was a lot, man. It was a lot to process. It really was. Spins like a record, man. Me, man. Well, like, well, dude, no, like, man, like those there videos. was one of them. There was an alien spacecraft. Well, so like, there's more and more people convinced that it's not actually aliens. That it's like these like government projects that we just are. They're just top secret government projects that no one is being told about, right? And like, there's this one that this guy said that he saw like this craft in uh, Indonesia. They were like there for a humanitarian relief mission after like, a, I want to think it was a typhoon. Anyway, he like goes over this hill and he sees this craft and they're like loading these trucks onto it. And like these people that were, you could tell were like American soldiers, probably contractors at this point. And uh, they were like loading these trucks on there with these containers onto this like craft, you know. And uh, then he says he found out later on that it's like a human trafficking ring, dude. It's there's just too much. Like I don't know. And it, what do you even believe anymore? That's the biggest thing. <clears throat> well, man, to put it all into perspective, really easy. Think about so some of the fastest, craziest aircraft that are known to man. Were designed and built over fifty years ago. Yeah. All right. Now they've come out with some new tech. You know, the F twenty two Raptor is pretty BA. I mean, it's pretty neat. But man, really put it into perspective. We're probably fifty to seventy five years more advanced than what we like are right now, and it's just not in the public light yet. Think about it, man. They weren't talking about the SR seventy one and stuff like that in the freaking late fifties, early sixties. That was freaking still hush hush. Well, actually, that's not technically You know what true. I'm saying? Well, you know, the, but you know why the SR seventy one is they called the SR instead of the RS? It's because Lyndon Johnson fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. No, he's actually I, right. I, 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 actually I've heard that story. too. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, so my dates might be wrong, but you get my point. Yeah, you're. I yes, I agree with you too because the reality is, is like there's no way that we haven't advanced. You know, like well, I mean, we, have we made like, a huge uh, jump from the fifties. You know, yeah, for the next yeah, but we years, have like dude. what three aircraft that's been designed and used by the military since like nineteen seventy five, right? Like we got to have some cooler stuff, man. Right. I guess the drones kind of have been developed. I think that's more right. where it's at, and so that's the big thought though is that these like alien encounters and like these ufos are not actually extraterrestrial that they're just people being at the right place at the right time and seeing a government research project or some kind of government deal going on oh yeah man the government got a hold of doc brown and those libyans man they got the plutonium (laughs) i mean shit is going down dude yeah shit is going down i'm just saying 1.21 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, exactly. 
We got that flux flux capacitor <laughs> already been figured out. Great, oh, Scott. Man, don't yeah, <laughs> don't forget about the Nexus Energy Ribbon, brother, because that shit's crazy. I mean, it's just oh, you can't shit. even fathom it. I could explain it to you, but you wouldn't understand, and we'd both be dumber for having heard it. <laughs> oh man, good job. Good so job. many ways this could have gone. Said, I wasn't. Re- I wasn't real sure where it was going to go. So. After some of I'm the conversations sure. I've had with you two in the last couple of weeks, I wasn't real sure. Well, dude, so like those one videos that that we like sent in our group or whatever of like the uh, like the atom bomb testing and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that dude the videos. Says, yeah, wouldn't it jack up the camera? And you're like, dude, that's so obvious. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? The, so the that's car, literally no the cars. episode of. <laughs> hang on, that's literally the episode of. Joe Rogan that I'm listening to right now. I didn't finish it today. Right. Mark Anderson is the one that brings it up. He's like, he's like, dude, how's this camera sitting here? And they didn't destroy the film too. And he's like, and look at this. He's like, there's a car. And then the, he's like, well, there's no car. But then there's a car. He's like, where did that come from? Yep. So hot wheels. That's where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, the, The car is unusual. That part. Is I, I can't explain that. As far as the camera goes, um, has nobody ever heard of a hardened bunker? Oh no, no. So supposedly, so Jamie on uh, uh, Rogan said that it was a series of uh, mirrors, and uh, the camera was in a bunker, like at distance, and it was like a series right. of mirrors that they hit to get that shot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're. they're there are two yeah, things. Whatever. Uh, excuse me. What? Oh, go ahead. There are three <laughs> things that will protect you from uh, the effects of nuclear radiation. I guess it's, they 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 teach you all this, but it's time, distance, and shielding are the three things. And shielding is usually considered to be basically several feet of concrete. Um, the more, the better, obviously. And then, of course, time and distance away from it physically. Mm-hmm. Well, lead's a shield too, right? Uh, yeah, I, it's not just concrete, but yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's more than one type, but yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is, is, dude, you go down the rabbit hole. You listen to like some of the stuff that they do on Joe Rogan. You listen to like Sean Ryan show. There's some stuff on there that'll make you like, little depth. Yep, it'll make you question make things. And yep. Sean Ryan has a whole bunch of other like military yeah, guys and SEAL team. Like it's not just that, yeah. but. Uh, right. Because I haven't, I've listened to a whole bunch of Sean Ryan. So, of course, some of his shows are three hours long, but I haven't gotten into any of that stuff yet. Uh, but I know Casey was talking about one. He's like, every day, I listen to one every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, some of the well, conspiracy dude, podcasts. I will be honest with you. I'm intrigued by the conspiracy stuff, right? But, man, the people that they get on these shows as guests to explain this stuff, dude, they are from a different planet already. You know what I'm saying? I am, I am there for the novelty of what is going to say. Right, right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's where... like the way they, it's the way they explain things. Like, so me and this guy, I'm not going to divulge any names. Ooh, man of mystery! Don't tell us who your friend is. You know, I mean, I get it, but dude, it's just so. It's some of it's really outlandish, and I enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the people watching aspect when you go to the fair, right? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So there's some of that, uh, and I agree with Casey. Like, there's some of that. 
then there's some stuff like a couple of these guys on the Sean Ryan show where like the guy just talked about his name was uh the Michael Herrera. Um he had talked about the um seeing the craft or whatever, like over the hill, like in Indonesia. Hmm. Um that one there, he was talking about hundred percent first hand accounts. Um, uh, and then there was this other guy, uh, what was his name? Uh, DC long is this guy's name. And he said him and his dad were, uh, like government contractors, like, uh, like construction guys, not like weapons, but like they built like buildings and like, uh, shoot houses and stuff like that for training. And they went to this facility it was like an underground training facility and they went to this like floor and he saw this big uh like marble slab that was like elevated up off the floor like what he described sounds exactly like uh reverse magnetism from uh ed lead scallion if you ever heard about go research him ed lead scallion supposedly mastered this uh thing called reverse magnetism where he could like lift like these huge stones and like move them around with almost no effort. And so that's essentially like, as soon as he started describing this, I was like, it sounds exactly like the reverse magnetism thing. Hmm. Um, and so like Ed lead scallion, like this is proven, like supposedly he had an understanding of how to manage reverse magnetism. And he like moved this, like they call it the coral castle. Like he moved all these stones like by himself and like, no one can understand how he did it. They're like, there's no way that this truck would move this weight of the stone. And he would, he was like real secretive. He wouldn't let anybody see him when he was working on his, uh, his castle or whatever. This place is in Florida, but, uh, yeah, look up Ed lead scallion. That's, that's a mind fuck too, for sure. Crazy. Well, man, that's how the freaking pyramids were made, dude. That's what some people speculate, yeah. Right. Yeah, check out some Graham Hancock if you get bored and want to listen. And and he does a very good job of being, you know, very kind of, I don't know, not necessarily on, like, the middle. But, dude, it's it, it he does it in a way to where it really makes you think. He doesn't make you like, this is how it is, you know. He, he does it in a way that you can form your own assessment, you know. Yeah. Dude, I'm still pretty much like on the out, like, nah, but it's interesting to hear. Uh, me Basically, and Jason, I the, enjoy it. Me and Jason the, are just over here getting a refill. So <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, is like most of these guys are like, there's more about the earth and about our history and things that we don't know than we do know. Like that's kind of the root of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, there was a whole lot of people in that uh, congressional thing, like in the comment section going, they didn't come from space. They came from the ocean. Yeah. I think on these beings or whatever that they're saying they've got and the craft and everything else. So. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I've heard that stuff too. But. Anyway. All right. So. <laughs> I'm going to reel it back in because we're like two hours into this and uh, we haven't talked about uh, uh, Banjo Land. Yeah, Banjo Land. And, uh, you know, back to back to airplanes. 
because uh, that's what this podcast was supposed to be about was RC stuff. But hey, you literally mm-hmm. put it in there for us to talk about this. It's I'm a just segue. Saying. Well, the conversation I had earlier this week about the whole flat earth thing with Casey, it was, it just, I don't know, triggered something like other people need to know. And then the well, man, UFO I mean, thing that I've seen this week was kind of yeah, funny. Keep, keep, keep selling that flat earth thing. I mean, prove it one way or another, brother. I can't jump that high. Um, See, dude, hey, I'm out on the flat I'm, earth thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm out, I don't think the earth is flat, but prove it to me that it's not. You know, it's just, it was just freaking funny. Uh, some of the conversations. So that kind of, oh, yeah. Is. And then I'm not a flat earther. Yeah. I'm just clarifying. I'm not one of those guys. And the whole conspiracy theory conversation that we've had over the last couple of weeks <laughs> uh, between all of us was just funny. So I, you know, felt like, meh, it was entertaining. All right. Yeah. So, sure. Whatever. Blame it on us. I, 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 I 100% blame it on y'all because blaming y'all it are me. the ones and that brought this up. He's totally blaming it on me. I'll take like, it. It's interesting. Oh, well, Clay started it. He was like, you should talk to Casey. Go down that rabbit hole. He started it. <laughs> he started it and totally started it. Actually, I do think I remember that message. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, you didn't have to take my, you didn't have to listen to what I said. Oh, I haven't yet, but it's going to happen <laughs> at your house, in your shop, over some beers. Believe me. Um, it's going to be it's a long fine. evening. I can walk so. away. Oh, <laughs> that is true. I, <laughs> I will take a nap. But yeah. anyway, so, um, I'm going to bed. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Me too. Good night. Shit. Damn it. Quit fucking it up for me. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. So back to RC stuff. Jason went to Jets over. Is it Jets over Kentucky? Is that yes, how it's labeled? Jets okay. All right. So banjo land you know kentucky uh and some of the pictures i saw man it looked like it was a hell of a turnout like uh how many how many people y'all end up over there uh the last time i checked there were over 185 registered uh pilots holy shit for the event yeah there's a lot of really cool Uh, planes i know that uh and there's a so even with within the jet category there's a wide variety of aircraft man so we had guys flying um, what I would call sport jets, bunches of those, different models. Uh, we even had some, um, what do you call it, new models, you know, that were being advertised or released for the first time. And uh, the Skymaster F-14 flew. That was amazing. I think it's enormous. Uh, but it flew great. Nice. From what I, what I understand, it's just under 100 pounds. Um, it's a big airplane. But uh, there's a, a wide variety of jets, man, from from sport to scale to, to – uh, we had 3D jets. Um, there was a glider with a turbine on it. Uh, actually, I think there was more than one of those, but I remember seeing one fly specifically. So, I mean, it's, it's a wide – Wider than you would think, range of uh, aircraft, just from the name, you know. And, uh, obviously, scale scale stuff was all over the place. It's it's fun, really, just to go walk around. And I actually know people that did come just to walk around. Yeah, I was going to say that. That would be my, my spot. I'd be out there walking around looking. Um, they had a huge, you know, circus tent, for lack of a better word. 
uh, canopy oh, set up yeah. where you could park. Uh, everybody was parked underneath. I mean, tons of aircraft sitting underneath that thing. Yeah, the tent is pretty cool. And there's a, like you said, it's basically a circuit tent, circus tent. I think you rent spaces under there for $300 for the whole week. But, I mean, it, it was full. <laughs> right, yeah, it looked um, like it. Yeah, and I I just parked my trailer at the end of one of those. So if you bring a trailer and you have like a little pop-up awning, you can park at the end and, you know, you don't have to pay the $300, obviously. Right. But uh, it's, yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's They're flying all day for the entire week. Uh, six, no, that's the only thing that really concerns me about the event is you fly six at a time. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, six jets in the air at once is a lot. But uh, you, everybody's got a spotter, and it, it actually works pretty well. I I only saw one midair during the week, and um, it was a uh, it was an aircraft on final, and another aircraft just kind of flew right through him while he was turning on the final. Yeah. So, uh, Jonal mainline flies six at a time, for what it's worth. And do they? Yeah. Yep. It's not a major issue up there either. Right, but not every model flying there is capable of 120 or more. <laughs> no, true. but actually that complex. <laughs> so I'm going to say that flying consistent speed is probably going to be better. The problem you run into at Jonal is you have a jet coming by doing 200 and you have a World War One biplane doing like 40. <laughs> doing four. <laughs> yeah. And so people get rear-ended if... Like, I didn't really see a whole lot of, actually, I didn't see any midairs this oh, year. Yeah. But last year, I heard there were several, and uh, it was due to that. It wasn't, it was just jets running into the back of planes. So, but yeah, to me, the varying speeds complicates it more than if everything's going fast. Right. Uh, wrong. Everything running the same speed, yo, I could see that helping. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot, but it's it's fun, and you do get used to. I flew more this year than I did the first year I went. So I didn't go last year, but I went the year before, and uh, I flew more. I think I got four. The first year I went, honestly, I though I was there for about three days. I flew once because uh, my nerves were (laughs) shaking. Oh yeah, no, I get. Um, this year I flew three or four flights, and the reason the only reason I quit flying, I was flying the Vulcan mainly. I didn't really get the F eighteen out just because it's yeah, I just I didn't feel like it. I was having fun with the uh, Vulcan, but uh, the only reason I quit flying the Vulcan actually most people did. So I told you guys, but I won a best military jet award with yep. the Vulcan. Yeah, uh, which there's they gave three of those awards out, and I won the second one. Um, nice. And it's, there's several categories where they do that. They have three winners and partially, I think that's because they have so many pilots. They come, they kind of try to spread it, spread it around, you know, spread yeah, the love yeah. around. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. When you got almost 200 people, that, that kind of makes sense. But, uh, uh, my last flight, I actually, I had one wheel missing that I knew on the main gear. I knew of, but I've got the bogey set up on the main gear, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't one of the main car- weight carrying wheels that 
I was missing. And another one came off on my takeoff roll. Ooh. So the yeah, the bearings are going bad on it. I got to see if I can get some of those bushings instead of bearings. Okay. I want to try if I can go to bush. I want to see if I can go to bushings on that main gear. But uh, also my right aileron stuck uh, during the flight. It, it just locked up, and I didn't even notice it because thankfully <laughs> I have. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, something felt weird, but um, all four of the flight controls, they're all four elevons. Mm-hmm. They all work as elevators and ailerons, all four surfaces on the on the back right. of the Vulcan. Yeah. So one of my rolls looked a little funky to me, and I thought, well, that was weird. You know, I, I don't recall making it wiggle like that near the end of the roll, but okay. And I, you know, flew the rest of my flight and landed. Landing looked fine. And I was also adding down nose down trim, and I didn't know why because I'd flown the plane two or three times already that you know in the last two days, and didn't need any trim. So I was, I was wondering why I had to add nose down trim. But after I landed, yeah, taxiing over to myself, I'm moving around the flight controls, and yeah, that one in the run wasn't moving at all. It was stuck slightly uh, nose down position. Well, at so, least it uh, wasn't hard locked one direction or the other. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, and it, I, I got to hand it to the aircraft. The plane flew flying like that. I mean, like yeah. I said, it, it was good. Deal. Just felt slightly funky, but right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, looking through some of the pictures, man, and there were hundreds of pictures. Uh, like the Grand Champion was an F fourteen. Looks like that's it. the Skymaster. Yeah. yeah, that's the Skymaster F fourteen. Massive F fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely uh, huge. Yeah. That thing is enormous and it is amazing. Uh, yeah. It was actually when I pulled up Thursday evening to the event, it was flying or Wednesday evening. It's on Wednesday evening. But yeah, when I drove up to the event, I was in the air and it was yeah. impressive. <laughs> so, how well did it slow down on landing or was it pretty hot? No, it slows down fine. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Um, it, is that a man, video it, of it right there, Matt? I hadn't found one that, uh, that's not, um, I'll keep uh, looking. Hang on. You, you went past it twice. <laughs> Where? What? That's you not just an F-14. That's what I'm trying to say. That, that's like, what you I just said. Keep that's going past not it. the F-14. So I'm looking it's for It's an it. F-100. Okay, cool. But, uh, but yeah, that one looks badass. Um, that's a huge jet. Uh, it is. It is enormous. There's a six scale F4 too. Yeah, there's a ton of pictures out here though. Uh it looks like it was a hell of an event. It'd be neat to go to for sure. Yeah, we need to plan ahead next year and uh make a road trip out there. Well, yeah, come on. I'm I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh it's dude, it's so much fun. Yeah. And there's there's food trucks there, you know, it's there's vendors there. Um all just all kinds of stuff, man. And there's, like I said earlier, there's people from all over the world. It's at a full scale airport too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a county airport there. Campbell County, I think. But yeah, it's a little, uh, and they did close a couple of days. They closed for like one hour for full scale traffic to let planes in or out. Okay. But I mean, a one hour break when you're flying all day is not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. You know, so we're shutting down for an hour and then everybody goes and 
uh, goes back to the pits and fuels the aircraft, charges batteries, get ready for it to start back up, and go right back to flying in an hour. It's it actually it's not that big a deal. You know, it's actually kind of nice. Yeah, right. I could see that. So, Had everything uh, from old boomerangs to all the scale stuff. Oh yeah, a ton hey, of F-18s, BDX in there. Uh, lots Here's of those. One. Looks like. Looks like Iron Eagle's F-16, just a single-seater instead of a two-seater. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I saw that in pictures up here. Yeah. Israeli painted F-16. But, uh, hey, here's a, a Panther. What was this on an SU-27? Uh, it looks that way, yeah. Or a 30. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. I don't so know the difference between them. Uh, yeah, it the, has to do with the the little the dinghy the uh, on the tail. There's that F sixteen. <laughs> yeah, Mark told me it, it has something to do with the uh, between the twenty seven and the thirty five. Yeah, I don't think it was that. I think it was more like how to identify MiG twenty nine versus a SU twenty seven. Okay, I was gonna at, say one of distance. The other one had the 35 has canard or something, doesn't it? I yeah. don't remember anyway. Yeah, it you're right. Matter. Um, the 34 has canards too. Okay. Um, but the uh, yeah, the stinger or he called it something else though. Um, wanker on a flanker, that's what it was. <laughs> I've been watching Ted Lasso, so that wanker's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Wanker for the flanker. Is it, is it this bottom piece? No, no, no. It's the between the engines. Oh, the part ah, that sticks okay. out of the tail, like the stinger on the back. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, wanker on the flanker. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Jeez. Uh, um, I, I would actually like to uh, mention Lewis. Lewis Patton is the CD for the event. Yeah, and he puts in a lot of work for that event, but it is it. It's an amazing event, man. It's well worth it. I mean, for those of us that get to enjoy it, um, he seems pretty busy the whole time, but we definitely appreciate it. Those of us that get to attend, it's awesome. Yeah. We're going to have to make a run out there. Hey, Let's so scroll through. back up in those pictures. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm looking for the A4. Oh, that A4 is sick. Oh, I always loved that airframe. Anyway, which one? What? The coolest part about turbines over EDS, though, is when somebody gets a picture like that and you can see all that mirage behind it. See all the heat behind it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where are we going? What are we looking at? Uh, Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. There's a couple more posts above this one. Um, That one's pretty cool. But I feel like it was one more above this F-100 here. That's that F-100 right there, I think. Yeah, that's one of them. I think there was more than one there. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's above that pilot. There it is. Look at that F-86. I think oh, yeah. That's not even the one I was thinking of. That's oh, still yeah. a good-looking F-86. That's a big bastard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a Sky, Sky Blazers, I think. Sky F-86. Master. Um, oh, you're talking the about one the one you're probably thinking of. It's the paint job on it. It's the same. Yes. Yeah. I think the they're one I'm think- Sky, Sky Blazers. The one I'm thinking of is German Air Force. Oh, okay. 
Oh, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, incredible mm -hmm. event. I I'm sorry I missed last year. Uh, like I said, I went two years ago and I couldn't go last year, but dude, it was I was so much fun. <laughs> so uh, and the hotel is it's just like me and Lindsay. The hotels in town, which it's a Best Western, and I forgot what the other one is. So it's yeah, just, just like, like Lindsay. Yeah, just like Lindsay. <laughs> around the corner from the from the airport. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like it's like a four minute drive to get to the hotel. <laughs> so you leave like the airport. That's funny. It's a Best Western. Yeah. Yeah, and there is a uh, a liquor store between the hotel and the <laughs> and the airfield. So <laughs> nice. Always good. Couple Mexican. Couple of Mexican restaurants in town, a uh, couple, you know, several other restaurants, Italian restaurants, stuff like that. So yeah, really, drunken jet sounds real entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Lindsay jets. <laughs> that uh, that one right there with the conformal tanks on it, that's yeah. something you don't see on models much. Yeah, I know. I took a bunch of pictures of that and I forgot to ask. I was going to ask if he had to make those or if they were part of the kit, which I haven't yeah. seen a kit like that. No. Yeah. No. Different uh, for sure. Yeah, you don't see that one very often. Yeah. It's an F sixteen with the conformal tanks on it. For those that are listening and can't see this picture, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, different for sure with uh, what looks like saddle tanks on either side of the main fuse and the upper upper fuse. So, what's funny to me is like what is considered conformal tanks on an F sixteen don't really look that conformal they look totally weird yeah and then you look at like conformals on a f-15 and it's like unless you really know what to look for you can't even tell they're on the airplane right right the f-15e <laughs> is yeah. you can barely tell they're there at all yeah and it makes it makes the f-16 looks like the hunchback of notre dame <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it's it no horrible. doubt that they're there on the f-16 <laughs> I was actually uh, talking about this earlier this week with uh, one of my pilots at work. He's actually uh, he's flown F-16s before. Yeah, he's, it's not fair. The F-15 looks like they belong there. It's it's beautiful on the F-15, and they did the F-16 wrong. <laughs> yep. But anyway, yeah, it looks like it's a really cool event. I need to make a run out there uh, mm -hmm. sometime and check that out. That'd be cool. So I gotta Let's see if go. I can back up out of this. Yeah, we need to. I need to plan for that next July, uh, middle of July. Like, yeah, I can tell you the ex exact dates. Actually, I've already got saved in my calendar. Yeah, week after yes. July fourth, maybe. It is. Um, and next year it'll be the. It starts on the thirteenth of July and it runs through the twentieth. You go all week. No, I left. I left home on Wednesday. I got there on Wednesday. Okay. And I I stayed Wednesday or yeah Wednesday night through uh, Saturday night. Yeah, that would be a lot easier for me. What's the name of the town that this is in? Campbellsville, Kentucky. What's the and drive? It's, uh, it's right at thirteen hours. I want to say so nine hundred, mm. give or take miles. Uh. It's yeah, it's eight something like eight sixty or something. But the yeah. last several you're you're it's driving a, through hills and stuff. Yeah, it's eight seventy four from my house. Good gravy. Yeah. 
And it's right down the road from the Maker's Mark distillery also. Oh, nice. shit. So I got to bring money. God dang it. Uh, I know the distillery is like within 30 or 40 minutes of the airport. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, we might have to make a run over there too while we're there. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely have to make a run over there. Got to go dip our own <laughs> bottle, man. Make our own stuff. Sounds good to me. Looking for some video. Facebook's wanting to be stupid for me, so. Yeah, there's pictures scattered all over from it, from the event, man. But well, was... I'm still looking for a video of that F-14 flying. I'm sure there's some something somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be. Here's another F-14 that lost a wheel. Yeah, there's that F-100 with smoke on. Airbags yeah. looks like that looks like maybe the same one that we saw at uh Jonal. Jonal, yeah. Comparf really showed up this year out yeah, there. They, did. they may do that every year, but I don't know. I know they did this year for sure. <laughs> Bold. Anyway, all right. So I like the uh they, they put some pretty serious barriers up there for the pilot stations, it looks like too. Oh yeah, another yeah, those big plastic uh, road barriers. Yeah. Oh, this looks like steel. No, the ones with the pilot stations oh, are plastic. Those. I remember that. Hey, What's these ta- things that are like made out of sheet metal ones? Yeah, they're made out of tin. Yeah. They're in the no, background just... of this picture right here. Yeah, they look like sheet metal, something that are sitting in the taxiway. Yep. Oh, no, actually. You're right. Those are those are metal. I thought they were plastic. But looking at this angle, they're corrugated metal. Yeah, there was oh. some other plastic barrier on the yeah. taxiway to keep from. That actually gives me a. To me, that's a pretty good idea for Lindsay. Um, yeah. You, the uh, there's a air boss. I cannot remember his name right now. Uh, he man, he did a great job too. So. While you're flying, like you said, there's six airplanes in the air at times. And being that it's a turbine, that we're flying turbines, uh, it's nice to know when the plane is landing because they're trying to keep, you know, airplanes in the air, let everybody fly as much as they want to. So we have to give a two-minute notice before landing. And the airboss makes sure that the, the next guy up knows you're landing in two minutes so you can go ahead and start your engine and get ready to fly, which is kind of nice. Um, and then you can go ahead and go to the taxi area while you're waiting on the, uh, the airplane to land. Yeah, I mean, it, they've got a beautiful system worked out. It's still a lot of airplanes, but they have a, a pretty good system worked out as far as managing the aircraft in the air and the, uh, the movement of aircraft around the, uh, the pilot stations. So, nice. It's just busy. I wish I could. Do you ever look at these Yak 130s from the back end? They look so weird to me. The Yak 130 is the one that you were lusting over, Matt. I had all the I had all the ordinance on it. That red one. Yeah. The, yeah. The red and white. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh so that's Gear uh Greg Alderman's. Um he owns a Jag RC. Okay. And he's been flying that thing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I he's think got, I was talking to one of them at Jonal. He was like, yeah, we don't fly with the ordinance on it. It slows down a lot. <laughs> I was like, I bet it does. A little bit of drag. Yeah. 
So uh, Jenny is a photographer for a lot of those pictures, but that's Craig's wife. Right. She takes a lot of these pictures. They they were somehow associated with Heli Direct too. Yes. Like pulse batteries. I, yes, they are. You were correct. That's a wicked picture right there. Got an A ten with all the heat behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, the A ten. What? That's got this. This state's got a doll. This blonde doll. It's not. It looks like a Barbie, but it's not. Oh, <laughs> flying this F sixteen. This Thunderbirds F sixteen. It's pretty funny. Oh, here's oh, Allie's uh, Mig. That thing is. A- Really sweet too. Well, here's one of an F eighteen on approach. All I can think is Maverick call the ball. Anyway. Yeah. There was a ton of F eighteens there. Whole bunch of F eighteens. Yeah, but there's a turbo prop or something. Um hey, did I tell yeah. you guys I saw a two hundred and twenty five millimeter ductive fan? Holy no. shit. <laughs> right. Running on what? <laughs> Uh, 14-16S? What's it? He told, he told me. Hang on. I got to remember. Like it is. 18? That'd be three. Oh, fuck. I think it was. Oh, man. I can't remember. He told me. because I, I That was the first thing I asked, too. Uh, it was 6S 5,000 packs, but they're in series, series, and, series and parallel. Yeah, yes. series parallel. So he's running like four of them, probably. Uh, Sounds like. Sounds like 12S with just more yeah. milliamps. 10,000. It is. And it was in a BVM model, if I remember right. <sighs> How big was it? 225? Yeah. That's huge, dude. Yeah, that it's enormous. Uh, I meant to look up the model, too. So the, the model that it was in, you can get from BVM as a ducted fan or a turbine and this one was a, like just a ducted fan but it's the biggest ducted fan i've ever seen yeah that's freaking massive that's yeah, 8.8 inches that's huge <laughs> well he pulled the cover off of the model let me look down at the fan in the model and i, I still don't know how it fit in there Jesus. that's crazy dude here's another one on a4 that's badass anyway well, cool. So, yeah, Jets over Kentucky, man. Sounds like an event we need to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, show. Y'all know I'm all for it. Well, speaking of events, let's touch on a couple of them, and we will call it or not because we're at like two and a half hours or something into this deal. Um, one I wanted to bring up was uh, September 2nd. It's an all-electric event. Anything that flies, though, helis or uh, planes uh, in Austin. I think it's in north north side of Austin at ARCA called Ride the Lightning, September 2nd, weekend of September 2nd. So uh, I know they're trying to get uh, uh, Westbrook and those guys have been asking if we can make a run down there. I don't know that I can. Uh, that's my daughter's birthday is that weekend. But we've got some plans the weekend before, so I might be able to make it work if anybody wanted to make a run down there. Uh, and find a place to crash, but, uh, you know, you ride down on the first or something, uh, fly the second, come home the third, 
kind of thing. Uh, but uh, they're trying to grow that event a little bit. So if anybody in that area is able to get there, uh, weekend of September 2nd, I think it's the first, second, and third, excuse me, um, that uh, that's going to be one to hit uh, to uh, try and help support that club and that event down there. But uh, I Go know we've got a lot Siegfried of Roy podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know we've got a lot of other ones that are coming up. Um, I'm going to pull up a list here, but uh, I know Wayne has posted a couple, if I can find it. Uh, Warbirds and Jets over the Pump Jacks uh, later in September, 22nd through the 24th, out in Odessa, Texas. Uh, that's a good one to go to. I need to make it out there, too. If I ever finish this stinking Corsair I'll uh, have something to take out there and fly. Uh, <laughs> of course, I buy a jet. And I guess I got two I can take out there to fly. But anyway, um, that's one that's coming up. Oh, man, there's something we forgot to mention. Oh, Donnie Baker oh. passed away. I forgot mm-hmm. to put yeah, that in great. the in the notes. Yeah, uh, that's been up a couple of videos. Donnie Baker, the bastard maker. Exactly. We had this uh, whole, where'd that go? Let me see if I can play this here real quick. Surprise! Hey man, it's me, Donnie Baker, the bastard maker, an official <laughs> cameo and public service announcement because I just got a certified letter from some dick named Clay Ricks. <laughs> Clay, you want that me to attend great. some event called the Chilsom Trail RC Squadron Fair? I reckon <laughs> RC stands for remote control cars, but from where I'm from, you get an RC, you have to chase it with a moon pie. It's state law. So I don't know if this is, you know, like what we used to do in Kentucky with RC Cola and Moon Pies, or if RC stands for remote controls. And what kind of remote controls are they? I mean, it's Oklahoma. It can be anything. Not to mention you get a nader come in. It could take that damn remote control (laughs) car and send it off the flat earth. And I know it's June 10th through the 13th. I know there's going to be food, friends, and a ton of fun. It's no different than a county fair. Anyways, I do recommend that you honor your special guest, the Grand Marshal of the Chilsom Trail RC Squadron, Greg Skinner's, <laughs> Angel <great>. Skinner's brother, <laughs> Cockblocker. He was always a dick. <laughs> I remember one time I put him in a headlock and I force fed him a whole bag of Japanese beetles. He starts bragging that he ate the whole bag and didn't even puke. I'm like, who cares? You'll be shitting grubs till you're 20. I swear <laughs> to God, Greg. Anyways, Clay Rick, I wish I could attend this event, but I'm already obligated to go somewhere June 10th and 13th, hooking up with Patty Ferguson. Maybe I'll put a baby in her. Every time she gets pregnant now, she blames me anyways. I told the judge, watch the tape. You know, we got it on tape. Unless she's got ovaries on her shoulder blades, that ain't my baby. We'll leave her back looking like a toaster strudel. Have fun, Clay Rick, and thank you for me. Stay home. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> they were looking like a toaster strip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard anything, uh, uh, you know, as far as details on what happened, but uh, sad to hear that he passed mm-hmm. away there this last week. So, anyway, shout out to those guys. So, uh, but anyway, okay, back to events. Um, we got the Warbirds and Jets over Pump Jacks. Bomber Field, uh, September 15th through the 17th has one. 
Uh, uh, is that the the Warbird or the uh, B seventeen Palmer Field B seventeen? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to make it there. Nice. By, by the way, and then yeah. uh, Sherman IMAC uh, September twenty third, twenty fourth in Sherman, Texas. That event, and then yep. it's Superfly time. Well, and we there was Rolla. Uh, I need to go oh, in there yeah. and update this one. Um, Brian Zhang actually sent me a message about the Rolla Big Bird fly in. Uh, that's uh, September 21st through the 24th. Yep. Rolla, Missouri. Uh, they got a ton of sponsors here. Most of them are all people that we're familiar with uh, Fortitude, Holy Smokes, British RC, um, DA, a bunch of others too. But, uh, from what I understand, this is a really good event. Um, this is kind of up there in Kirk's neighborhood, Kirk Sider. Uh, but, uh, you know, Brian Zang, good guy. Then, uh, this is an event that I'm not sure if he's the primary host or just one of the guys that helps put it on. I'm not sure on that, but that would be a good one to go out and support too. Nice. Yeah. And then, like I said, we got, uh, Superfly September 28th through October 1st in Lindsay, Oklahoma. Uh, looks like we got a flyer for that, so we'll have that posted out here pretty quick. And then uh, we have the DAV Fun Fly in Wichita Falls October 5th through the 8th, so the following weekend. Um, October 7th has an AOA uh, Fall Fun Fly in Bowbridge, uh, Louisiana. Uh, San Angelo has their Angelo RC October 13th through the 15th. And then we got Cajun Huck Fest October 19th and 20th in Brobridge, uh, Louisiana again. And I think that's one we need to try to make too. Uh, that's the plan anyway right now. If I can con Clay into tagging along, we'll go to that one. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to it. So, it's going to be a great one. But, uh, so, who's got room in their truck i'll go to oh that's right <laughs> that's right we might have sweet talked casey into tagging along so oh, uh, yeah. we can make that happen man you can fit in honda come on yeah. <laughs> we can make it work but uh anyway so we got a slew of events coming up uh list yep. is on the scrap pile facebook page uh and the featured uh posts at the well, top there if anybody wants it and I know a ton of folks already know about Superfly. We've talked about it in the past, but that's a, an event that uh, all of us are heavily involved with. And uh, we ask you guys come out and support the event if you're if it's able, if you're if it's even a little bit possible. We ask that you guys come out. Huge runway, lots of room for jets, 3D helis, you name it. There's room for everybody, and uh, should be a ton of fun. Uh, we're slowly but surely getting all the progress or all the things done that are required to make that event happen. And uh, we should have food trucks on site. Uh, there's water on site for the campers. And uh, you guys will be able to park out there, and set up your campers and your tents right along the taxiway. And it should be, should be a great time. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, well, it's last, be last year. Yeah. Hey, bigger and better this year. It's gonna it'll be a good one. 
it's going to be a good time. Well, that's the sure. only time the Superfly has been in the same place for two consecutive years. Right, right. I'm not sure about that, actually. Oh, I feel okay. like it Mr. might have been in Missouri checker. twice. Just, just agreeing <laughs> so people fucking think it's cool. Gosh damn, dude. <laughs> actually, it's more like this may be the permanent home of Superfly. <laughs> past Casey's bedtime oh, and he's grouchy. Oh, well, you know, you know, actually, you know, there's no way it could be permanent forever. <laughs> so, well, we've got some other things going on in the background <laughs> that uh, might lock us into this location. Casey possibly. needs a nap. <laughs> so, but technically, if it's the background, that's behind us. So maybe the foreground. I'm just saying. Why don't you go back oh, to sleep? Damn it! <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, dude. Clay got me started. I'm sorry. It's been about 30 oh, minutes trying man. to keep him disconnected, and he finally found a way back <laughs> in. Yep. That's right. Sorry, man. I needed him for the conspiracy theory thing. That yeah. Anyway, whatever. Well, damn! I could have left after that shit. I could already be in bed. Hey, I'm not saying there won't be another segment in the next one. You know, we kind of skipped Casey's glider minute here. No, that's, know, that's totally know, fine. You kind of slid in the fox three meters. Hey, actually, anyway. I'm a I'm gonna do that for him. So, uh, I think my Avanti is like one of the best gliders I've got. You should totally take it to the hill and slope it. I'm going to, I fully intend to. I know. I think it will. I don't, I don't, I don't see any issue with that. If the wind's blowing enough, they all will. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I fully (laughs) intend on sloping the Avanti. I took this thing up pretty damn high and killed the motor and just glided it around for Dude, a pretty damn good while for a jet. It's it was remarkable. I was pretty blown away by it. So you remember that uh, the eighty six inch B fifty two? Oh yeah, I could actually thermal that thing. <laughs> That's how I got thirteen minute flights out of it. Because normally nice. it would only last good about grief. eight minutes, but it, it would actually thermal. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, I'm definitely taking the Avanti to the. Uh, to the slope so all right we need to get one of those trips scheduled up too at some point you glider guys need to shut up we got to get off of here i gotta go to bed it's almost 11 o'clock <laughs> oh what happened to your now. bedtime okay. casey didn't it used to be 10 whatever you changed jobs whatever. and all of a sudden you're up till hey. midnight hey dude it's well, dude, I, supposed I got to support to me tomorrow. in this yeah we did man we did it on thursday i actually could stay up tonight man i only worked a couple hours damn it you're gonna be in the shop for at least another two hours what are you talking about Right. Yeah, but you're not. Do you go to work this week, dude? <laughs> no, I'm actually off tomorrow. Exactly. That's the point. That's what? No, the point. no, no. It's exactly the point. No, I have actually, to roll out of a... bed and walk like eight feet to log into work. Like I have to go to work, oh. man. I'm oh. gonna give Jason some credit here. He <laughs> sent me a text at like 1:42 this morning. <laughs> you did notice what time that came through, huh? Oh yeah, because I woke up at like six fifteen. Well, actually, I woke up at like five forty-five this morning. I was on the road by six fifteen, and then I looked. I was like, "Damn, Jason was up late!" Like, holy shit! Why is he texting you at two o'clock in the morning? It was on my uh, mind. I had to whatever it was. I had to tell. I figured him. he was oh. working. I figured he was up working on his jet, but I, I, I was actually. I'm glad I'm not the only one that no. I got to send it right now, or I'm going to forget. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it was so, uh, about uh, Superfly stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Speaking of staying up and um, and working on stuff, I've just 
uh, I'm discovering right now that this airplane is going to have more than 50, actually closer to like 75, 80 feet of 12 gauge wire just for the motor. <laughs> I had to order another roll, oh. huh? <laughs> I, I had to order one while we were doing the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I was thinking. I, I got a 50 foot roll in today and I've used it all. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. That's nice. a lot of wire. A lot yeah. of wire. It's uh, a real good use out of the soldering iron. I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, that cool. reminds me. I need to get some more battery connectors. Yep. yep. Which one's the good ones to get, Matt? AMAS? Yes. Get the AMAS okay. ones. Uh, get the anti sparks if you can, if you're running XT90s on no, 6 I'm looking for EC3s. Oh, uh, yeah. AMOS is still a good one, too. Yeah, I bought some from Amazon, and they're You got to really look at the pictures on Amazon <laughs> yeah. with the right ones. Uh, yeah. You can tell the posts. Some of them are hollow. Some of them uh, don't have near the amount of metal in them that some of the others have, so be careful. So, so the problem for. with these ones I bought, and the only way I can tell them is they are the wrong color blue. Yep. And you... No matter what you do, you cannot get the uh, bullets into the housings. Yeah. Like, I've never had these be this difficult. Um, I've bought AMAS connectors from Amazon before. It's hit or miss. Yeah, I'd say I found one that I like, and I'll order a couple of those, you know, just to have them on hand because you never know. We're going to change them out. So. Yeah, here's a fly RC. They look okay. Uh, I want to say like the, they look the, like they're the, the right ones. color. Yeah, I've ordered some from them too. And I want to say they were good. Good to go. Man, I'm not seeing any that's listed as AMAS or AMOS or whatever. So this one here is listed as Ollie RC is who sells it. Uh, that sounds like a reputable brand. No, this looks <laughs> like the ones that I had hell with. Um, uh, the flower I don't know. ones, I want to say, worked. So. The, these are definitely the ones I had trouble with here. These are, uh, yeah, some kind of Chinese word. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell by the oh, color sounds, of them. Yeah, that sounds reputable as well. See, Matt sent me one. A base XT. No, I didn't oh, send. Uh, this is something else I was trying to get the, oh, the A main thing. Link. I was trying to get the link for the show notes. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Oh, uh, so I got my battery, my 4000 6S. Oh, you finally uh, got it. In, yeah, they came in yesterday. Nice. Shit, I was supposed to call Amazon today. Forgot about that. Yeah, get your money back or your sale or whatever they were doing. Yeah. Anyway. Whole different thing. All right. Anybody got anything else, man? I need off of here. I gotta go to bed. Yep. Me too. I'm tired. I'm old. Yep. And even I'm though old. I got a nap, I still need to go to bed. Told you y'all are old. Listen. Yeah. Me and me and Jason will just stay back here. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hold we can hang up. I can let it go. Yeah, you youngins keep it going, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Casey's phone's died three times and he's had to you know, he's out in the car, got to plug he's in already the cigarette. Broke a toe and went to the doctor by now. This is like a record for Casey. At least he didn't make another run to the beer store like last time. Yeah. 
Uh, or drop a case of beer on his foot. He's growing up, fellas. I'm growing up. <laughs> yep. Before long, he's going to be buying a boat. Oh, damn. You said it again. Fuck, I got to pour Ooh, more. B word. God yeah. dang it. All right. Story, yeah. Yep. Anybody got anything else I want to throw oh. in besides go to nope. Superfly? Yep. Superfly. Peace. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Right. Word. Gun bomb president. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate you guys listening, downloading, streaming, whatever you're doing to listen to us. Uh, got any... Right. Yeah. That that link will be in the show notes, too. Uh, anybody's got any comments? It's an feedback? affiliate link, too. It helps support the show. So get your no, it doesn't. Hat, protect I, yourself. Help, su- <laughs> help support your conspiracy theory. Listen. Uh, so anybody got any comments, feedback, anything like that? Uh, send it all to Casey Davis, uh, especially the negative stuff. And uh, we will talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good evening. Thanks. See ya. See ya. You know what? what? I might do it. I might be a ninja soon. I gonna be ninja. <laughs> I gonna chop, 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 chow down, take chow down to Chinatown. This is the most racist shit I've ever heard of my life, and it makes me laugh so hard.